live? We are live. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's me again. We're live again, uh, Saturday, September 12th. Uh, another episode of Casually Christian presented by Livestream My Event. As always, we have Emmanuel, uh, you know, working in his uh, soundboard and his lovely wife, uh, you know, behind the keyboard for the search engine. And um, we're 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 here like in Emmanuel's house today because of Ash. So uh, it's very nice, and I really, you know, I thank him that he's uh, that he's letting us uh, chill in his pad. <laughs> but uh, today, um, today we're gonna today since school is in the full swing, um, there's a lot of challenges that our students are facing now. And um, there's one challenge that um, that gets overlooked time and time again, and that's how to teach kids without coming off as a ill-tempered manager. And uh, you know, you, you guys know what I'm talking about, because I do. <laughs> uh, so today, I I have uh, our guest is uh, Vicente. He's uh, my uh, roommate's boyfriend, yeah. and he's a teacher's aide. And um, today, we're going to talk about sensitivity in the classroom. Which is something that you know I might seem like a confident man, but in high school <laughs> I was very quiet, uh, reserved, and uh, bullied. <laughs> You're a writer, right? Yeah, I'm a writer. I'm sensitive. Yeah, writer. <laughs> that's why my my writing's powerful. <laughs> but uh, you know, thanks for uh, joining us today, man. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. That's good. <laughs> so uh, for those who don't know you, um, can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Like, uh, how how'd you, like, where did you go to school, and what made you become like a teacher's aide, because you're, yes. you're a teacher's aide, right? Yes. So story the goes. exact title is called paraeducator, and you what can find paraeducator. Okay. You can find that in most school districts. Essentially, it means someone who's working for education to yeah. help the teacher out or the school out mm -hmm. or a specific student. Okay. Uh, so I actually got the job when I turned 18. I applied on my birthday. Yeah. And I got the job in spring because I... Was giving, I had a child. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't give birth, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I had my son was at the time several months old, and yeah. I needed income. Mm -hmm. My grandfather told me about this position called paraeducator. Mm -hmm. Go try it out, and I mean, I learned everything I needed to uh, know for parenting through that job. Oh, really? So yeah, so once I got into the field, I started learning about how to work with students. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to stay there and continue learning about it. And did you um you just they hired you right away or did you have to take like classes to kind of like get a pay? So I <laughs> so I mean I work with a small school district. It's very tiny. Which it's is where a ABC Unified School District. Uh -huh. Um, is in Cerritos, Artesia, okay. Norwalk area. Have you guys seen that before? Yeah, and they're a small district, private district within LA Unified. Okay. So funding isn't exactly um there. strong. Yeah, yeah it's not so there. <laughs> so <laughs> people in my private. position, we are considered substitutes, mm -hmm. and we fill in quote unquote vacancies. Are there a lot of vacancies? I am employed every year. Oh, okay. They call me back and they need the work that I do. Like even in the summer, like summer school. Summer is iffy with the pandemic. Yeah. Of course, everything was different. Yeah. But uh, more recently, we've had less students come to summer school, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Like, take some time off and learn from life and be with your family. No, I totally get it because, um, especially right now, like the last thing you want to mm -hmm. stress about is like, you know, if you're going to summer school, like your homework and all that, getting all yeah. that done while the whole world's <laughs> falling apart. But, uh, <laughs> oh my God, they're still holding students to these standards. Of, I, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. It yeah. Like I know, like at work, they still want us to meet quota. Even <laughs> the though world is literally <laughs> on fire. <laughs> like what more do you yeah. need to like chill? Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's not the same. Like, just calm down, you know? <laughs> so I'm a little slow today. Anyways. But, um, so I mean, like, 
I understand, like, your, your grandfather got you into, like, that uh-huh. field, right? But, I mean, there must have been, you must have been, like, at least interested in that. Because, like, you, if somebody tells you to do something, you're not going to do it. You at least had, to, yeah. there had to be some interest to follow through. <laughs> it's funny you say that because my grandpa thinks I'm hard-headed. And <laughs> oh, really? And he knows I like to do things on my own, yeah. which is, you know, you're, you're right. There was some kind of extra interest in working with children. Mm-hmm. I guess one motivation would have been to learn how to be a, be a better parent. Okay. And the other one being, like, from a young age, I've always kind of, like, taken care of youngers, the younger children in my family mm-hmm. and the elderly in my family. I've, al- I've always been the kind of person, like, oh, like, do you want me to serve you food? Or the the children are fighting over toy. I'm going to help remedy this situation. Yeah. So I've kind of been that person my whole life. And then going in that job only helped me manifest those things that were already there. Cool. Like, so, uh, like, you... um. It was, like, natural for you to you yeah. step into that. You know? Yeah, I mean... It was a second nature. Yes. Very much working with these students. I mean, my first student ever was uh, an autistic boy. And how how old are the students? Like, in high school or the elementary? They vary from pre-K, uh-huh. so it's, like, three years old, yeah. uh, up into 22 years old, which okay. is an adult transition. Yeah. So then you got pre-K, kindergarten, elementary, middle school, so high school. So you touch upon everything. Yeah, so all throughout the years, I've been assigned to different levels. So I can tell you about okay. all different age groups. <laughs> <laughs> so before, I'm sorry that I cut you off, but you yeah, no were, um, your first student was like uh, an autistic child? Yes. So he was autistic, nonverbal. He only did minor minor utterances, like, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. kind of like that. Um, and he was fascinated with his fingers, like, really? like this. And I had picked up on that fascination with his fingers. So I took that as an opportunity to teach him sign language. Okay. So I didn't know sign language myself. So I, I taught myself first, and I was learning all the signs, and I taught him how to fingerspell. Really? Uh, and then he would use it to ask for things that he needed or wanted. By doing uh, the sign mm-hmm. language? Otherwise, if he didn't have any kind of language or ability to ask people mm-hmm. for his wants and needs, he would hit people or he would run away. Really? And, and it, it got pretty dangerous because, you know, yeah. we can't have you running around campus where all over and you can hurt yourself kind of thing. Um, what about, like, the actual teacher, like, for him, like, were they frustrated with this uh, kid? Or the like, teacher just how did they treat him? Didn't seem like they had the resources to help the student. As in resources, what do you mean? Like the education, knowledge. knowledge? I I mean, I want I wouldn't say education because most teachers go through a lot of education and maybe yeah. don't learn exactly how to work with children. Yeah, like they focus on teaching. I see children. They don't focus on working with them too much. I feel like the psychology about it. No, a, little a little bit. bit. I was so fortunate at Sweetheels College. Uh-huh. They covered that every class. Really? They talked about costume management. They talked about your students and, you know, understanding where they come from and all that good stuff. But a lot of older schools or older people who learn. Like the older cats? Like the older teachers? Or like... Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to group <laughs> like the baby boomers into, like, into <laughs> the kind of uh, group they want to be a part of. Uh-huh. But traditional education yeah. is taught differently than modern education with modern education we have a lot more emphasis on mental health yeah and our health standards are actually like in the books at least in california yeah so. <laughs> i mean how like how old are you like 30 i'm 32 so 32. we're kind of the same well sort of the same generation i mean i went to school where it was kind of like it was like the old like i refer to like the wild wild west like like even the <laughs> teachers were bullies you know what i mean they were like jerks um mm-hmm. and um they um they made it hard like if you didn't get something they're gonna discipline you you know what I mean yeah and it was always like you always got in trouble if you didn't pass the test mm. or if you're not if something's not clicking mm-hmm. it's not their fault it's your fault because you're mm-hmm. you know they make you feel dumb 
you know? Yeah. And um, That sounds very discouraging. It is discouraging. <laughs> yeah. And for a lot of people who don't know about this, like, I grew up with, like, a, le- a learning disability. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, in some special classes when I was growing up, and, and I had difficult difficulty uh, reading, mm-hmm. and which is kind of weird now that I'm a writer, and I think it's just because... Mm-hmm. I think it's because something about, like, not being able to do it at such a young age, now that I have a passion for it, now that I can do it, uh-huh. and I understand it... Um, but it was very terrible for like for me when yeah. I was going to school because they didn't know what was wrong with me and you know, I felt something was wrong mm-hmm. with me. Even though, there was no, even though there was nothing wrong with me. Did you have any teachers who kind of like didn't treat you that way or who mm, provided? No. <laughs> no? Wow. No. I mean, yeah. there was one, there's one, just to share like a quick story. Uh, I remember, I think it was like in the second grade, uh, like a teacher's aide was like, showing me, teaching me how to read mm-hmm. and I couldn't, I couldn't read it. And I started crying, and she she mm. let me go back in my desk because yeah. she was like very like she was very hard on me, and uh-huh. I couldn't I couldn't understand anything. And the only re- the only way, like I learned how to read wasn't through like a teacher. It was actually the remember Ho- Hooked on Phonics. Yeah, remember yeah, Hooked yeah, on Phonics. Yeah, yeah. My dad ABCD, bought that yeah. for my sister. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and it worked for me, and mm-hmm. that's how I, I learned how to how to read was uh, you know, sticking to that program. And you know now like in my. You know, now that I'm in my 30s, I, you know, I think about that time, and I'm thinking it's because, uh, like, I wasn't dealing with a, a teacher who was, you know, scolding me or yeah. making me feel bad. Well, patient with yeah, you. Yeah, patient with me. Understanding what difficulties exactly. you were having. That, like, mm-hmm. by listening to those tapes and doing the work courses through that program, mm-hmm. like, it, that's when I learned how to read. It wasn't because I had, like, an incredible teacher and, you uh-huh. know... There, there's actually it's funny you say that because yeah. there's actually a required course on phonetics and mm-hmm. like ling like linguistics uh-huh. where you study how children pronounce things with their mouth the different movements and how to identify if what a children's struggling with so yeah. that you can target that in yeah. teaching them yeah so like I would say all that responsibility falls on the teacher yeah it does like yeah. well it does but like it was like the early 90s it, and, it was a different, I mean, it was different. Time. It yeah was like don't man, man up you know yeah. and that's kind of like the toxic culture that you know we grew up like mm-hmm. even like now like if I feel emotional I you know I hold back my tears because men don't cry right yeah so, you know. it, and we're seeing these things happen at home now where yeah. parents are like, how many apples are in the basket? Yeah. And the kid's like confused because there's apples on the side. Yeah. And they don't understand prepositions very well. I see. So they're like, there's five apples. But then yeah. the parent's like, no, there's no apples in the basket. <laughs> well, you got to explain the preposition. Yeah. <laughs> I see like, um, and with that, like, have, have you ever dealt with a student that couldn't read or... Um, I mean, most of my students have been from the special ed department in uh-huh. in the school district, and so a lot of my students didn't speak. Yeah. So yeah, yeah let alone read. Yeah. Um, I've had some students who have read, uh, and I have taught some students to read. Uh, that's always very rewarding. Yeah. When you actually see them. Yeah. 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 And I don't think I've ever gotten angry at a student. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten frustrated. Yeah. But as an adult in the environment, I know that those feelings are my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I don't want to traumatize this kid in yeah. school because I know... Why, why did he get frustrated like. with the kid? Is it, it, it is frustrating. It's frustrating when you're trying to explain yeah. something to someone and, and they, they don't, don't get them? it. Oh, okay. Like, period. Anybody. Right? Is it because you see that they're not trying? Is that I, you get frustrated? I think that early in my career, I would say just me not knowing how to explain yeah. properly now with more experience i don't think i would get nearly as frustrated because yeah. i have so much tools or resource knowledge in my head to like um to overcome the obstacle i see um and but it's those experiences where i didn't 
mm-hmm. where I felt frustration, and I had to, as an adult, as a professional, I had to look inside and how do I get rid of that? Yeah. How do so I learned new strategies on how to get students to read. Or have you ever snapped at a kid and then felt like bad? I afterwards? have snapped. I think a couple times. Yeah. Where I have raised my voice <laughs> and uh, I apologize to them after. Oh yeah. And they're shocked. Oh really? Like, like a grown up like apolog- apologized to me. Yeah. Oh, you're saying sorry to me? Yeah. (laughs) They're like, and you know what, though? That builds up so much trust. Yeah, it does. So when I need them to comply for, like, whatever reason, the class is functioning, and they're quick to listen to me because they trust me. Yeah, it's that area of trust. Um, What do you you say to those people that say sensitivity, that's for, like, snowflakes. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know know what I'm talking about. Like, open up. So snowflakes are a very part important part of our ecosystem Mm -hmm. like they gather up in clouds and they fall where climates that are really cold they land on mountaintops and then come down and filtrate through the rocks and the terrain Mm -hmm. on the mountains they come down to the river as fresh water yeah so i would say yeah i'd love to be a snowflake let's (laughs) let's filter out this negative positivity out of our (laughs) country and how do you think in what 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 steps should the teacher do to get to reach that level of understanding, like sensitivity, do you think they need to take more courses, or do you think they just need to kind of like chill out and just kind of level with the kid? <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, we barely cover it. Like I, I've been in school for I'm a ten plus year student. <laughs> um, so I've been in school for a long time. I went through a teacher program. Hey man, it's okay, man. You, you know you're going and you're sticking. It's to a it. marathon. It's a. It's, I'm it's taking a marathon. Break. Exactly. Do <laughs> you want to bring yourself? So uh, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> But um, so I was in a par- teacher a teacher program in college, and they barely touch about understanding your student. It's mm-hmm. not a concept that there's a lot of focus on, because teachers are so overwhelmed with academic standards. Mm-hmm. There's so much emphasis on learning how to teach science, English, etc. Mm-hmm. And the one, a few classes I did they did cover children was child development, mm-hmm. which for anyone who's being a teacher, I would strongly recommend going beyond intro. Yeah. Um, you learn about yourself as a person, first and foremost. So mm-hmm. for any teacher who's trying to become more sensitive, I would definitely tell them to first look inward. So like earlier when I was saying I got frustrated, like that's a me problem. Yeah. So in order to solve that, I had to look inside, mm-hmm. not to no students, not to no books. Like yeah. I had to accept my feelings as valid. Yeah, but you're you frustrated, know? and but you know, you just apologize to the kid and say sorry you know and my ability to identify that led to me to researching more strategies or tips on how to reach the students yeah Yeah. and has um do you feel like you the students they're friends or do you have like you know what i mean like if you saw them like in the like in public where you guys say hi celebrity yeah you know what i mean (laughs) some people recognize me or do you you ignore them no i i say hi yeah I, I as a kid too. Whenever I saw staff, I was all excited to see. Yeah, it was, it's Mr. Roper. <laughs> yeah, like someone I know in public. Yeah, like I can say hi. Yeah. So when students see me, like I wave. I don't. I don't hide who I am. And um, like you said, you're a parent. Yeah. And so Fifteen how, years. How? <laughs> so do you think being a teacher's aide, it did help you being become a parent, right? Because that's what you're saying. That um, do you think? 
Do you think your 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 son is becoming a better student because of your teacher's aid? Um, my son ha he's 15 years old, so he's uh, in high school. Yeah. And my goal for him at this age was to take ownership of his education yeah. and responsibility of it. They nowadays they give you all these things you can log in and this thing and this thing and see your student and track your student. Uh uh, I'm not doing none of that. Yeah. Dude, you need to get your stuff together, and if I ask you something about your school, you should be able to tell me. Yeah. And then that's how I have raised him for the past three years. Mm -hmm. And he, in the beginning, he struggled. He had low grades. He had Fs. Really? He had Ds. And I, and I was just encouraging him and listening and to him. How, how old was he when he was getting those grades? Was he like a, just like, a, like an middle elementary school? school? Middle, middle school? Middle school. But, so there was other challenges there. <laughs> he had a teacher tell him that people who have kids young is a mistake. Uh-huh. And he's the product of teen parents. Uh, yeah. So at that after that point, he lost a lot of respect for his teacher. Really? Yeah. And I didn't. Hold but why would his t teacher say that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, like like they're Catholic. Like, it was Catholic school. Oh, it was a Catholic school. Oh, they're. But yeah, they're but really interesting thing though, later yeah. that teacher got fired. Really? Yeah. So why? She got fired because she was harassing other parents. But <laughs> <laughs> she was like calling getting him? in fights and just arguing about traditions and behavior and things that well, to the extreme. Oh, it was like a, she was like. An evangelical? No, just very Catholic. Very Catholic. Catholic evangelical? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think evangelical. I could be wrong. It's just like, it's like being like very, Christian. very traditional. Okay. And I think so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would call her Catholic first and foremost, but like, not the kind that just goes to school or to holidays. Was it a, a guy or a girl? It was a woman. It was a I, older I bet, woman. I bet. Hair up. Yeah. You know, stern. Mrs. Trumbull. Yeah, she's Latina. <laughs> She's Latina, which is like, why are you putting down other Latinos? Like, my I son know. was a bright boy. Yeah, and, and I just he still is him. a bright boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, son. Hey, did you tell your kid to watch this? Uh, no, I didn't no. tell him. Oh, oh, I thought oh. <laughs> I got my date, my weeks confused, and I thought he was gonna be with me this weekend. Yeah. So I, yeah, um, I, I remember you were telling but, me that. But, but I'm gonna tell him to watch it. I mean, obviously, a lot of this stuff I have already talked <laughs> to him about. Uh -huh. So. I'm not giving out his identity or information, oh, so yeah. I want to respect his privacy in that way. But he, we talked a lot about all of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you, I mean, I know, like, well, you're gay, right? Like, like, how, how did that conversation <laughs> come with, come up with your son? You so, know what I mean? Like, like, son, like, I'm going to tell you, like, you know, I, I date men too. I mean, how did that, because that's an awkward conversation, because, like, my, my younger brother, he's like, he's, he's about to turn 30, mm -hmm. I mean, like, a couple of years, but uh, we we hid the fact that I was gay for a while because he was uh -huh. he was young. So he found out like later, like I would say maybe oh, okay. like entering high school uh -huh. or middle school. So when did you tell your son that you know that you 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 like dating mm -hmm. men? Um, how how did that conversation go? <laughs> so I'm bisexual. Okay. So I'm not just gay. But what's funny is I first came out of gay, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I came out as bi. Cause I was like, oh, that chick still looks good. <laughs> uh, but then so when I first told him I told him when I first had a boyfriend yeah because I mean I would bring my boyfriend and we would go well, like, how, how old was he he was like two always oh, two he was okay. young yeah. and you know I hold my boyfriend's hand or like you yeah. know hug him and I I didn't a start telling him stuff until he started asking like, so, like what, what did he ask when you see people in public and they're kind of like more than just holding hands, oh, kind of like cuddling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would oh, some people have a special relationship and they love each other that way and, you know, explain to him that way. And then some people, some men like men and some women mm -hmm. like women and, you yeah. know, and he was just like, oh, cool. And, and then he's like, okay. And then he just play with his off. toys. Yeah. Like, see, like, kids, like, they don't, they learn prejudices, you know no. what I mean? You know what I mean? Cause, no. Like, so, 
it's kind of like you have to teach them though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like if 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 the kid's growing up in the household of love, you know, then he's gonna love everyone. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But if you're gonna be stern and you know, for a while I was worried that he wouldn't accept me. Really? Uh, because he went to a Catholic school. Oh, crazy. Um, yeah, and they you know they they teach against that. Yeah. For some part, like there's. The world is changing, and a lot more religious people are starting to understand and respect LGBTQ people where they didn't before. And whose whose decision was the mom that wanted to go wanted to have your son go to uh, Catholic school? (laughs) So my my family is the hardcore, traditional, holiday goer Catholic, Uh (laughs) and they they did provide monetary means for my son's mother in order to send him to Catholic school against my will. So I asked them a lot, like, please, like this. I don't think this is the right decision. I wanted him ideally close to home. Yeah. Because I, as a child, I never had a consistent home, and I wanted him to be in, by a school. He could walk home and be with his dad yeah, and have a snack, and, yeah. or with his mom, and you know. But you know, they wanted, they thought Catholic was the best way, and I don't doubt the Catholic school experience is a phenomenal one. I grew up K mm. to eight in in private Catholic school, okay. and that sense of community that I have now is because of that. Oh. So I don't doubt that there's advantages, but when you have a whole religion against you, it kinda, yeah. like maybe I shouldn't send my son to these people. I got you. You get like the feeling nervous. is normal. Yeah. <laughs> it is a valid concern. So he's, he's still in private school. He's in he's in a private school now. It's um they call it Jesuits, which I still had to learn about. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with Jesuits yet, but the way they teach theology is very impressive. So like how how so they teach about various views uh-huh. um, and they, they go over them in a, like an analytical sense, like uh-huh. an uh, academic way. Okay. And then they talk about their own personal faith, which is a Christian or Jesuit. That's so weird. You know what I mean? To like go to high school and like learn about science, Religion. Well, science and then, you know, about <laughs> Jesus. It's about like citing biblical texts and learning, which is what I did. Uh-huh. I, I learned the Bible front and back, mm-hmm. and I called out everyone who didn't do what the Bible said. Oh, like the teachers or the yeah, like, the, like uh, hello, okay. are we supposed to be nice to our neighbors? Like, yeah, are we not supposed to judge people? And, yeah. and uh, of course, it's a contradiction. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. But it, it, in private school, beside that kind of stuff, the sense of community was so strong, and I think that's why when I go to my new my job currently. Mm-hmm. When I go to the school site, I see it as a community. And okay. for children, it is. Yeah. Like, it's their primary community that they go to outside of their home. And what kind of, uh, what kind of like, student is yours? Like, well, not student. What kind of, uh, what groups does he hang out with? Like, is he, like, you know, a, a nerd or is he, like, a jock? <laughs> or is those, are there still labels now? Or? So, he, he, ha- he got the nickname Froshmore. What does that mean? Because um, he got in a fight and oh, yeah? he kicked a sophomore's butt. <laughs> I mean, I'm not exactly proud, but, like, the guy tried to fight him. So, yes, oh, yeah? please, son, defend yourself. Yeah, like, of course. But, like, oh, my God, I freaked out when he told me. But, uh, yeah, so people are still trying to fight these days. Like, I, I thought that was done. What, like, was, I thought what, was, were, what was the reason? You don't know? It's like I, To intimidate a fresh meat? Like, oh, I see. I guess hazing? Like, I would hazing. just call it traditional hazing. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was in high school, like, um, nobody was allowed in the senior square except mm. for the seniors. Uh, and if you went in the senior square, like I heard oh. that um, the seniors could put you in the trash can. Yeah, yeah, like and that, that was that's okay. your consent for yeah. them to. Yeah, yeah. But but in my class, it sort of petered out. It was like the, the previous generations that they did that, but 
when I was graduating, like nobody cared. Everybody mingled in the senior square by the time I graduated. So uh, generationally, it changed. Yeah, yeah. Like, with the students that. leave. Yeah, so I mean, they still called it a senior square, but they were like Nazis about it. It was like, oh, the seniors here, you know what I mean? No, everybody was chilled. Yeah, all those people are bosses now. Yeah, they are. They're my <laughs> bosses. <laughs> but um, yeah, like. And when you were in high school, what group did you belong to? I did belonged you? to no group. No group? I was a nomad. And um, what does a nomad do? I hung out in the library, the English teacher's classroom. That sounds like a nerd to me. Um, <laughs> well, see, the nerd gets good grades. Oh, you didn't get good grades? That's the only reason oh, okay. why I don't call myself a... Or is it a geek that gets good grades? I would say <laughs> uh, geeks are more like technical, right? Do, or right? Maybe I was more of a geek then, because well, I was very by the book. Okay. <laughs> How about like a bookworm, would you think? When I was in grade school, I was very much a bookworm. Yeah. But in, up until high school, I started getting more interested in people. So mm -hmm. even though I was like a nomad, I didn't really have any friends. Yeah. I had like one friend from each friend group so who like I would to, talk uh, to. People watch? Yeah. yeah and I, 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 I people watch too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's, like, one person from the Filipino group, they talk to me, and I'd be their friend. And then yeah. one person from the black friend group, I'd talk to them, that would be their friend. But and only one like, from each group. Like, And you're all like, maybe I'm diverse. Or not diverse, like, I'm versatile. I, I needed that variety <laughs> yeah. at a young age. And at the time, I was like, what the hell? I just yeah. have no friends. But yeah. as an adult, and now I see how I operate socially, I love meeting different types of people. Right on, man. Yeah. So you didn't have, like, I mean, you had friends in school, right? Or you were just, like... Just the longest friend I had in high school was less than a school year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So like you were just by yourself, huh? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. My oldest relationship, uh, I, I still know Art, and uh, I've known him for like around for a long time, like over twenty five years. Mm. We still talk to each other. Like I know in my my relationships, like I know. I have small a small group of friends, but I've known them for a very, very yeah, long time. Yeah, I've seen that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very trippy yeah. that... I used it, to be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just weird that, like, there's some stability mm. in my life like that. Because for a while, I was moving from different houses. Like, mm. uh, I, was, I was living in Belcher for a while, for a very long time, for like nine years. And uh -huh. I had to move out and moved in with uh, John's family for like around ten months. And then I moved to back to Norwalk, and I okay. moved to this house to you know one year, and we moved to over there. like oh. we were just moving for the past four years. We've just been oh, moving nonstop. I see. Got it. And um, I'm glad that I had at least you know yeah. like a stable relationship. See, that was you know that was I mean? me in high school. Really, like I lived I lived in Lakewood. So so from middle school to high school, I lived in Lakewood, La Mirada, Lakewood again, <laughs> Carson, Buena Park. Yeah, and, and I moved around a lot. And well, I mean that 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 developed who you are. You know oh, what I mean? totally! I'm very adaptable, and I think as a paraeducator, yeah. <laughs> substitute <laughs> paraeducator, they have a lot of confidence when they send me to various school sites because yeah. they know I can adapt quickly to the school culture and then be effective. Like, well, since we're talking about adapting, let's talk about COVID. How are you adapting to the whole like the classroom? It's all like through Zoom, right? Like, yeah. You guys use Zoom or something we use, like? We use Google Meet. Okay. And then some teachers do use Zoom, but so far I've only been in Google Meet. And how how do you feel like people are adapting to that? Like not like not it's only you, but the teacher and the students. It's, it's very messy. It's a high learning curve. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because nobody's used to it. No, like, this is like no, the first no. time in history. The teachers are doing the best that they can. I just wish the administration was more quick to make a decision. Yeah. So that way they had like months to prepare rather mm -hmm. than like weeks. Oh, by the way, we're doing online learning. Yeah. No, but I mean we have online control so much right now. Um, but watching the older teachers work is kind of like 
watching an older person use a computer. Yeah, I know. So you're like, like, come on, like control delete, control delete. <laughs> <laughs> control delete. They're all not, they're not getting it. They're sweating. But they're they're trying. Yeah. They're trying, but they're not given enough resources. Again, like their teachers are not giving enough resources. Like if if I was in charge of budgets and stuff, I mm-hmm. would give them more money for more training to get better adept at online learning. Because yeah. teleeducation might be the way of the future for some people. Yeah. Some people can't even go out in public because of autoimmune disorders. Yeah. So this teleeducation could be an effective way to teach them. You know, my uh, nephew, he's living in Texas, and, like, he's, this school year he's doing it mm-hmm. through, like, he's learning through online classes, mm-hmm. and he's doing the meetings and all that. And, um, and Do they Bob, do the asynchronous and synchronous? That's, that's something I don't know, but... Oh, we'll go more. <laughs> <laughs> Like his mom tells me that he a- he's actually doing better at home. Awesome! Than at yeah, we're seeing some students do so much better. And why do you, why do you think that is? Because learning is the first best place you can always learn is with your family and at mm-hmm. home. Like my first teacher was my mom. Yeah, she set up a felt board for me and cut out anything of interest that I wanted, and mm-hmm. would teach me about it. And this is repeatedly for like from first five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got a good good first education That's at cool, home man. like what is um how is the first day like going back to the school year with you know learning online like how did that you said it was like it was in disarray like was, what was yeah. like what what happened can you tell me like so all the, the act- problems like that the you actual faced? session yeah like okay so like the actual session i mean i feel like i handled myself pretty well as a younger person who likes social media um, I practiced all summer my stage presence yeah. uh, with the camera. I don't know if I'm doing it well <laughs> so right it now. It was a bit theater. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I took an intro to theater acting class as part of the plan for teachers. And I used all that knowledge to present myself in a way that would engage students. I see. So I did a lot of nodding, a lot of listening. Mm-hmm. And I, the hard part was chiming in so that I didn't over-talk the teacher. Yeah. But then the teacher was distracted with the phone call from a parent trying to log on, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it was very, like, quick quit like and I drew out little signs and I would pull up a sign like mute your mic or unmute your mic or and I mean adapt (laughs) so like the first day was a mess the first day was a mess it was mostly just getting the students to log on to the program yeah and and that learning curve is is still there so how many how many kids are in the class virtually Mm -hmm. how many like is like 12 so this is a special ed classroom uh, in high school they have about 14, 12 or 14 students. Yeah. Their, capac- their max capacity is 12, but they're usually always over. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, they're all, we're all there in the video chat, and they're all getting pretty good at clicking and, and yeah. being able to type and talk and to us. Some of them are... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, they just want to tell you everything. <laughs> like, oh, about, like, their homework or just what when, they're doing. When the teacher gives them free time, it's like they're so quick. They... They don't need to wait and learn social cues. They're just talking. Yeah. Like, what we what we struggle with as adults, they're yeah. just doing it like this, like this natural. natural. Yeah. And they're talking to, because, like, the other students, oh, yeah, like, you could, the student, like, they could talk to other students in, like, mm-hmm. in the classroom, right? Yeah. So it's basically, like, you're all in one room, uh-huh. and then, but only one person talk. like, I mean, oh, yeah, like effectively, the yeah. uh, for teaching, you only one person should talk at the same time. Has any Has anybody fallen asleep yet? No, no, we've had students who are like, yeah, they're the time, hey, you know, sit up, we're in class, we gotta, you know. Yeah, do you get those stares, just like, kids just looking, and it was like, com- completely it, Well, like, uh, that was me one day. Yeah. <laughs> where I was just like, I'm so over this. Like, oh, yeah. 
I didn't show up to work the next day. I oh, couldn't. Yeah? I couldn't do it. Right. What happened? What was what was the story behind that? Or? The value of my position at the school district. Oh, okay. And and I know it has a lot to do with budget constraints and just the lack of notification. Yeah. You know, it's nice to know you have a job the week before of course, the like, school year starts. And um, <laughs> how how like they give you like a set schedule. Or so for or me, uh, like I said, because of my versatility, uh-huh. they like to send me wherever, so they keep me on call. Oh, so it ends up not being in my favor because they like want me to call them for assignments, mm-hmm. but usually if there's a need, they will call me. So yeah. everything's different. <laughs> what was the, when was the last time that you worked? Monday. 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 Damn. For for how many hours? It's like, like for about hours? three. Three or four hours. It's not very long. Okay. Um, I mean, when you're in this call, yeah, it feels very long. And we do breaks where we stand up and stretch. Oh yeah, like I was something I was gonna ask. Like, so what's recess now? Like, what's lunch? Turning off the screen. And I mean, some students like to stay in on their own. They'll take a break. They'll walk away. And uh some students will stay on the chat. And then I'll just chat with them. And last time I was, you asked me how I was doing and stuff like that. there's dancing, we dance. <laughs> we put on like a Just Dance video and all of us, it was so much fun. That's cool, man. <laughs> In my room, like what? And how's like, how's lunch? Like what do you guys do for like... So I think they're, for, for our particular, their particular students I worked with recently, they're out by lunch. They're so out, oh, they're out They're okay. done for the day. Really? Yeah. So and how long is the, how long is the class now? Like 70 minutes. 70 minutes? 70. So it's like an hour and 10 minutes. Crazy. Yeah. So a like little before. bit longer than traditional classes. So... <clears throat> Like, but the students, because like when you go to school, you go for like what seven hours. So are the kids like, six, like yeah, six to so that the kids do learn online like they're online for like seven hours. No, no, they're online for like yeah, like an hour and ten minutes, and then it's like a fifteen minute break whether they choose to stay on or off. Yeah, and then it's another hour class, so like almost four hours. Okay, and then as a aide, like we're supposed to stay on the call during those breaks in case like. Like, one yeah. time someone was playing inappropriate music. <laughs> it was, like, the WAP. <laughs> I think yeah. so. I think it was that song. Um, so how do you, how do you, how do you uh, correct, like, how do you do the homework? You know what I mean? Like, do they email you, like, their answers, and then you correct it? So then, Google like, Classroom has this cool thing where it's, like, it all works, like, uh, are you familiar with, like, Zynga or Friendster? I remember social media from back in the day. I remember MySpace. MySpace. Okay, so you know how on MySpace they had forums? Yeah. Oh, most sites have forums, though. <laughs> like, they, they post the work, like, forums. Okay. So the teacher will post the assignment, and then the students have to go in there and then submit their assignment. Via, so like, they could, like, they could, they could, they don't have to print it out, right? They no, can just type. it's all digital. Oh, okay. Which is cool, yeah. in a way. Yeah, less paper, right? Yeah. I mean, nothing beats traditional writing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, pen and paper, like, yeah. I, yes, I, I agree. I think we need to become more adept with uh, technology. Yeah. Nothing beats this. Of course. Because, uh, like, you're more, you, well, for me, like, you pay more attention. Yeah. I mean? It's you're more, more intimate, focused. I think. Yeah. Like, intimate with your tools. Yeah. Because you, know? you do everything else on your computer, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, you don't really take it serious. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're writing it down, it feels like the student kind of like snaps mm-hmm. into like that learning <laughs> copy <mode>. paste <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another obstacle yeah. for a teacher that's funny dude uh, I took this English class at Cal State Long Beach um, it was for how to teach students how to write elementary students and she did this activity with us where she had us pull out a piece of paper and a pen and she said nothing else mm-hmm. on your desk for 30 for like 10 minutes I just want you to write yeah 
anything that comes to your mind. So if you say, if you're thinking, I don't know if I could, what to write, you need to write, I don't know what to write. Yeah. So I did that, and ever since then, I have found my voice for writing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, uh, I just kind of write what I talk, mm-hmm. and then go through a series of edits, and, and that approach really made the teacher give ownership of my writing to me. Okay. So, and then fast forward to the mid uh, semester, the teacher assigned us to classrooms in public schools to deliver uh, a lesson. Mm-hmm. So I deliver this same lesson she did, having the students write from their mind, free thought, free write. And the teacher noticed that the high performing students did poorly and the poor f- performing students did a lot better. Okay. So given the freedom, some students are actually doing better, where some students need the structure. Yeah. So she saw that drastic change, and she learned from that experience as well, too, for, with that approach. Yeah. And um, is there, like, a teacher that you really admire, like, as a teacher aide? <laughs> or is there, like, no, like, uh, is there, like, one, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, this guy, is there one in particular that's, like, you, so like, the way he teaches or the oh way he approaches, you know what I mean? Like I mean, the, one, like the teacher I just brought up, she was the old woman with all kinds of tattoos, and like I said, she gave me a voice in my writing like I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any one teacher that kind of encompassed everything, mm-hmm. but I've had a series of teachers that really motivated me to keep learning okay. and then later to become a teacher to be like them. Okay. Yeah. So you, you're kind of like emulating that teacher with the tattoos or, or, or like... A little bit. A little bit. A little bit and a little bit Miss Bevel. Miss <laughs> Bevel was very patient in mathematics. Uh-huh. And she was ne- she was humbled when I pointed out mistakes on the board. <laughs> <laughs> like what kind of mistakes? Like, math, you know. Math. math is so easy for me in school. I'll be oh, like, man. oh, okay, yeah, okay. I always, I always struggle with math. Math is not mm. my strong and like I said, those first five years make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, and I learned this in child development. I'm very grateful for having that foundation where my other siblings didn't even have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it set the groundwork for how I learn today. And so. have you ever approached uh, one of the teachers that you help? Have you ever talked to them, like, on the side and just like, hey, maybe you should be a little bit more sensitive <laughs> and caring to your students so, Though I always Coming like to try to make it their idea. Okay. So or like you plant the seed. I and plant. Then they think, I plant yeah. the seeds, oh. and and I would start to tell them too. Like when I see them coming through uh, barriers with students, or the students are being defiant. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, I noticed last time when I worked with Danny, and he didn't listen the way I, you know, and but I noticed when I waited for him to look at me, he was more attentive. Yeah. You know, just little tips like that, and you. I can't explain everything I do. Yeah. Like, are yes, they, actually, are they yes, grateful I can. for it? Huh? Were they, are they grateful for it? It's like, hey, thanks, you sent it, like, or, or are it, it sounds like... It has done in a very delicate way, because yeah. I have done it in a way where teachers get offended. Yeah. And yeah. they don't like being told how, how to, to work with their students. Yeah. But you have to understand, even me, just not as an aide, just as another person in the classroom, I have a whole different perspective that you don't. Like, as a teacher, you should use that to your advantage, mm-hmm. right? And work together as a team. Yeah. And for most teachers that I have worked with, they have been like that. They're like, oh, yes, you sent it. What do you think? They start asking me. Well, that's cool. How do you think we should approach this situation? Yeah. Or, so know. it feels like that that you're, that they need you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you're just not somebody, somebody just grading papers or helping them mm-hmm. out. And like administrative-wise, are you also like helping out with the class, yeah. like, you know, engaging? And you know? I, I guess a good way, too, is modeling for the teacher. Mm-hmm. So when the teacher does see me deal with the student who's being defiant, I will sit there and be empathetic towards them. 
-hmm. I really see that you're frustrated right now. Yeah. This math assignment is pretty difficult. And the teacher's assigning a lot of work right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and just acknowledging those frustrations, the students will kind of, like, look up at me like, oh. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, where normally they're, yeah. they're expecting, get back to work. Yeah. And, you know, like, you slam the desk and surprise them or something. Yeah. And, and then they just get more defiant. Yeah. You know? Have you, were you a defiant kid in school? Did you ever get? The, did he, did he? Were you ever in detention? I was a good kid at school. Oh. And I was rebellious at home. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I was very. I I loved my school and I respected everyone. <laughs> and at home, I was very rebellious. Um, see, I never got detention. I was pretty. I was a B student. Okay. As long as I did my work. <laughs> I just wanted to teach. I just wanted the teachers to leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. I, okay, I'm done. Go yeah, like here, just back off. You know what I mean? Because I figured you seem like you were traumatized by your teacher. Oh yeah, which is I, so sad. Yeah, it is sad. Like I, yeah. I would never go back to school. You know what I mean? Like from, I would rather. I don't know, but I met my friends from school, so like. Uh -huh. But uh, I, I was traumatized by school. Do Do they like bring up similar experiences? They remember with their teachers? Who since like, you, like your friends? Since you oh yeah, like them? yeah, like yeah. I remember my friend Tommy had like he didn't like a teacher like in elementary school because um, like she was like a, a stern woman, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then you know we all share we call we all almost share the same kind of story about an educator, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it was just like a different time, you know what I mean back uh, then, you know? Obedient is obedient exactly exactly because there was like a lot of uh, times where. I had a, I couldn't go to recess because I needed to learn the multiplication table. So then you're like losing that. out on your your free time, exactly your, your play time. Play is the work of a child. Do not ever let a child not play. Yeah, and that, if you ever have children, and that's <laughs> something that they needed back in the 90s and 80s or whatever. I still have to because because I think a lot of people now they have they're struggling with uh, mental health issues because mm -hmm. they're traumatized from mm -hmm. what happened 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which you know I'm still. I, you know, I'm, I'm st I work through my issues, and I used to be, I have to force myself. Do you play? Myself. What? Do you play? Play what? Play. Like, oh, play for play's sake. Like, video games? Yes and no. Like, more unstructured play. Like, not a game. Like, not a board game. Like, just play. Like, I mean, I I work out. Is that like play? It's kind of like play. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I work out. That's my that's thing, like, too. There's, like, do. a specific goal. So, like, yeah. I guess play for just play, just to play, is, like, there's no goal. Well, Like, lollygagging. Gallivanting. Well, <laughs> I watch a lot of TV. Okay. <laughs> There's no point to that. It's just fucking, you know, just so turn it the, on. And just the, the reason I bring up play is because for th two years, I did a primary intervention program where I would pull students from their classroom into a playroom. Like, you got costumes and cars and paints and glitter. Mm. And I'd play with the student for 30 minutes. Child led. The child would lead me through all the play. And I would just reflect everything they said to me. Yeah. Um, the success of the program was measured through a survey at the beginning of the mm -hmm. program and a survey at the end. So mm -hmm. the teacher would fill out, oh, student pays attention, one to five. Yeah. Student makes has a lot of friends, one to five. Student is social, you know, different different things. And then they would measure again at the end. Mm -hmm. And that was how we would see the improvement of our students. Yeah. So for one semester, the students would play 30 minutes once a week, and we would always see their attendance go up. Their completion, the work completion, go up. Their grades go up. They become more social. Yeah, just kids just need to play. Of course, that's. I mean, yeah. that's what they do. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the trick is about like having that playtime, also learn time. You yeah, know exactly. What I mean? It's kind of like yes. tricky, you know. It's like yes. kind of tricking them, you know. Yeah. One of the first things in all of the lesson planning they teach us is how to engage students, mm -hmm. and you need to be relevant. 
to engage students. So you need to know their community, their mm. ma- the macro systems they're part of. Mm. You need to, you need to know ins and outs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know about the Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, right. You need to know the lingo, yeah. the terms. You gotta be on it as a teacher. <laughs> you know, not everyone thinks so, but yeah. Um, have you you probably faced some students who are who are struggling in school not because of the teacher but because of the home life? Have you ever mm-hmm. met any students that are coming from like a mm-hmm. I guess a broken home? Mm-hmm. Have you have you dealt with anybody like that or you don't? I mean, for it? the most part, we don't see the home. Yeah, and we only get cl- clues mm-hmm. from like their backpack or their clothing. And um, there has been a couple times where I had to. Uh, we are mandated reporters, yeah. so if we suspect abuse, we're supposed to report it. Um, but the, my only first-hand knowledge with kind of like, uh, I guess, class issues would mm. be working in a behavior program for a yeah. private company. Yeah. So I actually went in home um, to do therapy and, and it's just lawn, dirty laundry around, the carpets are dirty, there's mm. a funny smell, there's not really any space for learning. And, yeah. and working with that student was very challenging Cause, um, cause to, get, the to be attentive. Yeah. yeah. Like... Do you think just so you reported that? Or no, no, in that particular case, there's not there was no sign of abuse oh, or neglect. Okay. Just a messy family. Messy family. I mean, some they just are messy or <laughs> well lived. How um, <laughs> you only went there like once a week or something? The, that was like twice a week. Twice a week, uh, and it was always like that. Yeah, mom. Mom tried her best. Yeah, and, and she was yeah, struggling. It was like a busy, it was a busy she, household. I mean, she had a full time job, yeah. and she had to yeah. do childcare and yeah. all this stuff, and. She had a girlfriend, but not, uh, you know, yeah. strong support. Like, I mean, the girlfriend did what she can, but they weren't her kids, you know, kind of thing. So, Did your did your parents both work when you were a kid? So so going back to that first five years, my uh-huh. mom had, had the ability to stay home with me because my dad worked a good job at McDonald Douglas. Really? Yeah, I, I always thought yeah. it was Donald Duck. I thought and my dad worked e- for Donald Duck. <laughs> Every time I heard McDonald Douglas, because I was a fat kid, I thought about McDonald's. <laughs> yeah! <I would> have, <laughs> my mom would take me to visit him at McDonald Douglas and she'd buy me a Happy Meal on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was fortunate about that, too, that my um my dad, he was a truck driver and he was like, gone all the time so my my mom she was a at home mom yeah we had a pretty we were middle class cool, and uh-huh. my mom took care of the house and yeah. and uh every time we went to school like the houses when my, when my brothers came home we weren't had the time and the ability to do it yeah, yeah. it was like the house was clean makes a difference dinner was ready and you know my my home life was pretty good you know mm-hmm. but it's just every time i went to school that's when i faced anxiety you know so that's the opposite for me yeah my my the school was my gate getaway really yeah from my home life i i, I wasn't a very happy child at home that's uh, crazy like a difference <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean because like i was at school and i was looking at the clock and i was thinking it's like oh small wonders is on right now remember small Wonders? i could be watching small yeah wonders. i could be small yeah is that the small? robot yes. is it yeah the, oh Vicky. my god <laughs> She's fantastic. I have to tell you, my, out of plastic. my brother made me believe I was a robot after we saw that show. For real? Yeah. And he, you believed it? He pretended to untie screws behind my back and um, pulled out a can. Like, it was my bad. It was cute, but yeah. it was very traumatizing. <laughs> I'm not real. <laughs> yeah, um, but I was very fortunate that my mom was an at-home mom. And it sucks that now, in this age, both both parents have to work because yeah. the rent is so damn high. Yeah. Like, There's some countries where they give parents leave for like the first five yeah, years but not here amazing <laughs> the yeah. amount of bond you could create with your child mm-hmm. in those five years is so important i can't an exaggerate yeah, kid enough needs, it, yeah. i mean i think a kid should at least have mm-hmm. one parent home when they mm-hmm. they show up 
when you are the first up, teachers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, first. And now with this whole COVID thing, there's there's blessings here. Yeah. And what we're seeing is we're a lot of people taking responsibility and ownership of their education and taking it home with them. Yeah. And where pe- parents didn't normally have an educational space in their house, they're creating that space. Yeah. And they're getting more involved. But then comes in with the class issue mm-hmm. where we have some parents who don't have much of a space to mm. provide that kind of environment where they just they have limited means or or again they're working so they can't assist their students at home with the yeah, education with the, and um that's another that's something i just thought about right now because um, not everybody is middle class so like what about those mm. poor kids you know i mean we can't afford the laptop we or, still have know. a couple hundred students who aren't connected to any kind no, of what do they do course right now they get reported for neglect Oh, for real? In some states, that's happening. That sucks. That's <laughs> yeah. not fair. So hopefully, yeah, our district is trying is on back order, trying to get the hotspot devices and uh-huh. Chromebooks, and so that they can send them to the students. Yeah, I mean, like it's not their fault that they can't, you know, attend because they, they. I mean, the laptop. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like we can digress much deeper into <laughs> budget issues in education. That sucks, man. There's a lot of people who think education is fine, and we're not defunding it. And when okay. clearly we see Betsy DeVos. Time after time again, that's what she's trying to do: is reavert money from public education to uh, private education, and then later say this is why public education is failing us. We need to switch. Yeah, because they're taking the money away. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm all for public education because I mean, even though I didn't enjoy school, I I felt like it. No, no, like my my personal opinion, like I, it grounded me to like the people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't like uh-huh. it, I wasn't like in this close place, you know uh-huh. what I mean, like, uh, where, like, everybody thought the same. Going to public yeah. school, everybody had these yeah, different opinions, exactly. you know you need so many people different yeah. than yourself. And I, and I loved it. I love that part yeah. of uh, school, because everybody was so different. And my my parents tried to send me to a private Catholic school. Mm-hmm. They had me tested in the, you know, test or whatever, and I refused to go. Yeah. Um, I refused to go because it was all boys. Really? <laughs> and at the time, I was still feeling attraction. Yeah. Figuring out this attraction to a young boy or What's men. happening to me? <laughs> Not young boys. I mean, I was a yeah. young boy at that time, too, I guess. But uh, it, I know, do not send me to an all-boys school. Mm. I want to go to a public school. And when I went to public school, I met so many people different. So you went to public school in high school? Yes. Okay. That's my freshman was your, year. Was your mind blown? Or like yes and no. Uh-huh. I mean, I grew up with MTV. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't too surprised. <laughs> there, I was familiar with some slang, and the, and then Miss Kassar, our eighth grade teacher, told us about all the curse words before we left. Really? Private Catholic school. So, fuck, yeah. shit, uh, pussy, so um, <laughs> dick. She sounds like a cool teacher. Yeah, <laughs> she told us. She would ask any word you want to know. Ask uh, us, and we'll tell you. And she she told us. <laughs> funny, dude. And uh, the cool kids, they knew all the words, but I was over here like yeah, <laughs> writing that, notes. Like That's funny. Um, so what was, I mean, you said you were a nomad in high school, so like, was it like a, was it a hard transition? Like the first day of public school, was that like, did it throw you off or did so you just, it was like whatever? I, because I refused to go to private school, my mom didn't enroll me in any other school. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So I had to enroll myself in high school. Oh, really? So she refused. Like, you're, I, I you're don't not know if she refused or just forgot or because I didn't want to go, she just didn't oh, okay. want to bother with me, so she had my dad take me. Yeah. Well, I asked my dad, I guess. I don't know. So somehow I ended up at the school, and my dad was just in the background while I got all the paperwork. Yeah. Submitted all my paperwork, signed all the forms. Here, dad, sign here. And I went to class that day. Wow. Well, so that's a... 
<laughs> you could call me a go-getter. <laughs> there, there you go, man. That's if you wanted something, you have to get. You have to, yeah, well, I didn't want like to go to school. I had to go to school. Oh, okay. It was the law. It was the law. But you wanted to go to public school, though. I mean, I wanted a different experience. Okay. Like, definitely, that's what I wanted. Did you go to prom? Did you do all of those functions and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. That was after my son was born. Oh, yeah? Oh, because, um, like, prom. Yeah, I mean, I have a prom photo of me and my son's mother, and uh-huh. we're holding him, and she's in her prom dress. I'm in my prom outfit. And, okay. And it was a good time. Okay. It was nice. It was cute. Yeah. You know what? What I did in my prom... I got drunk and I threw up all over myself. I did not do that. <laughs> yeah, my my friends know. Like uh, they had to walk me back home, and my mom was very disappointed. Yeah, I started <laughs> drinking until like 21, 20, 20 yeah. maybe. Twenty? Yeah. Like uh, you know, I, I was uh, I was influenced a lot by television and movies. Okay. So I wanted to drink because of the high school students on TV were doing yeah. that, right? Yeah, oh, like, yeah. And also, I wanted to do it. You know, it who like, are the adults making these shows? I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I was looking back. Like, now, like, this generation, like, they don't do that, you know? Because there's not many movies. Because, like, think about the movies that we grew up with, like American Pie, uh-huh. um, Reve- Revenge of the yeah. Nerds, was mean, Animal, Girls. mean Girls, Animal House. I mean, that's an old movie, but that movie is all about getting, yeah. you know. <laughs> but that whole genre of high school films was like quintessential party, yeah. binge drinking. Sex. You know, yeah. yeah. And I was, you don't really see that much anymore. I mean, there's, I don't know. But, but people are getting more creative. What? People are getting more creative. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think that's why I, you know, I started drinking at such a young age because of that. Mm. But the first... The first time I, I drank a beer, it was very disgusting. I didn't understand. Same. I don't mind. How is this? Like, why does Homer Simpson drink this all the uh-huh. time? You know, I mean, it tastes like garbage. But as you get as you get older, you acquire the taste. Yeah, you? as you yeah. get older, life gets harder, so that beer tastes better. <laughs> that's and that's all emotional regulation. Yeah, like wow, this beer tastes great. You know, uh-huh. uh, but um, but I'm digressing. But anyways, um, but I mean, speaking of emotional regulation, or that's what I mentioned, uh, like trying to get outside things to regulate your emotions. Yeah. Like one primary thing I do with my students and the type of work I do is regulate, help them regulate their emotions. Mm -hmm. So I sit by and watch when they're having a hard time and they start having these behaviors that interfere with their learning. Yeah. And I'm here to like, okay, let's do some strategies we practiced before, Mm -hmm. breathing or counting down or grounding yourself with what's happening currently. Yeah. Or taking a break away from the screen or away from the class yeah. outside, and these are all things that I have done with students or I do with students to mm-hmm. keep them engaged to the class so they're able to learn. You sound like a very cool, like, personable teacher's aide. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have to be. Yeah. You, I deal with so many different types of professionals. Plus, you're also like young, so yeah. like the kids go also like. Mm-hmm connect with you better yeah. you know and when right? they tell me stuff I don't know the first yeah. thing I do I go home and like what is yo gabba gabba <laughs> well that one I knew from my son yeah, like what's yeet yeah the yeet? yeet I had to look yeah. that one up and then yeah. I was yeeting at school all day what does that, that mean again something about it's an exclamation that's no, okay like right. yippee yippee it's like the yo. same thing as yippee <laughs> yippee we don't do yippee yeah, no, no more that's not that's cute that's lame yeet <laughs> yeah oof my favorite is oof oof there's something else ah uh, fleek on fleek. On fleek. On fleek. Ooh, looking good. Yeah, that's right. See, I know some stuff. <laughs> I know some stuff. It's so funny how quickly the the younger students pick up these things. Yeah. These terms and who comes things. up with this shit? Rappers? Well, mostly black people. Black people? Yeah. Okay. Uh, most trendy trendy vernacular or trendy words we have are from African American vernacular English. He do be saying like that. <laughs> like, like a lot. Of, on fleek is an African American term. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I just wanted to know how that happened. You know what I mean? Who was like pop culture, or maybe that that would be my guess. I think Drake had a lot to Drake. do with it. Drake, yeah. Drake. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like, Drake is very influential. Yeah, like I'm all driving back home and I'm listening to Drake, but mm-hmm. when I go at at work, I listen to alternative rock. Okay, <laughs> so it's hype you up in different ways. Yeah, and you know, but you know, I, res- I I like I listen to hip hop. Here you get there, different vibes from different types of music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. get different, like, for me, like, because I'm a writer, uh-huh. I come up with my stories, like, mm-hmm. um, through listening to music, and I see, like, trailers, mm-hmm. and I try to figure out what's that story, and why mm-hmm. why is that, why that's oh, happening, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I get obsessed with the song so much that I, I could listen to the same nice. song for, like, over an uh-huh. hour, and I'm trying to figure out the story, mm-hmm. and uh, the stories that I do, you know, do, do take the effort to write. Uh-huh. Are the ones that I get obsessed over. Okay. That's still that's still with me, you know. Cool. And it's it sucks to um you know because I have a screenwriting background. Uh-huh. I like a lot of scripts that probably a lot of people are not gonna not gonna see. But so. they're like the practice for you, right? Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm writing a book right now and um um I'm excited about it because you know you know you're just writing a book. You don't have to have like a whole production for people yeah. to see. Like they're yeah. just gonna see in their heads. So I'm I'm excited about that once it's done. Uh, but yeah, that's how I, I also like read actually, yeah. I think cause of my learning disability, I, I remember doing homework and listening to music at the same time. Oh really? Yeah. And I was able to focus. Be, oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I, I, I know a lot of people who. Well, would, traditional education, like, oh, yeah. you need to focus on yeah. writing. You can't listen to any. <laughs> yeah. You have to be like, yeah, you can't have I'm fun. I'm most productive when I have on my, <laughs> my Netflix, my laptop. Yeah. My, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause we grew up like that. We, yeah. it's just like I, I don't I can't explain it, but for some reason like I have to learn listening to music, uh-huh. unless like I really get into like I, I hit a snag and I take out my earphones like okay. <laughs> so I, I've, I I've used music repeatedly as reinforcement for students, mm-hmm. and, and it's so effective. Like yeah, I haven't met a student that doesn't like music. <laughs> yeah, like or it's like are you human? <laughs> <laughs> so um, has going back to you being a teacher's aide, has there ever been a student that got so frustrated either by the homework or the teacher that they stormed out of the classroom? Oh, all the time. Yeah? Yeah, we and call elop- that eloping. Eloping? And what yeah. does that mean? Uh, eloping is leaving the immediate environment. Yeah. I mean, you could define it however. Yeah. Because, uh, like, if if I say eloping is me leaving this chair, mm-hmm. that's different than if I say eloping is me leaving this room, mm-hmm. right? So as a teacher's aide, uh, with the help of our supervisor, the behavioral uh, therapist, they would have us define that behavior, so then we would document it as it happens. Okay. So very literally, very objectively. And then we would try to analyze what happened before I to try to guess why the student left the room. It's like a report. It's a report, like right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, a, it's a science. It's, yeah. it, it literally is a science um, behavior therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's called a specifically applied behavior analysis, uh-huh. um, and it's used just for anyone who exhibits behavior. Uh, are you trying, like, do you want to be a teacher, or do you want to, like, what's your... The field is very gloom, or glum. <laughs> glum. Both. It's glum. It's bleak. <laughs> it's bleak. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like education is respected or prospered in this country. Yeah. I just don't think it's the place I want to be yeah. for that reason. Really? Yeah. Like, even though, like, like you could change some kid's life. I mean, I have been I mean? doing it. Yeah. I'm good at so it. So you feel like 
the teacher's aide is like that's where you want to. If I could be a teacher's aide forever uh-huh. and have like food on my table, <laughs> I would do it. Yeah, I have helped students have a voice where mm-hmm. they didn't before. And no teacher has done that. I mean, well, some teachers do that for the students. Let me not yeah. <laughs> knock on the teachers. But where the teachers haven't been able to do that, I have done that. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's a beautiful skill. So you're going to school right now. So, like, what are you? What's so? What, what are you majoring in? <laughs> it's called liberal studies, uh-huh. and it's for future teachers. Uh-huh. So you study a little bit of each cur- um, subject. So, like I was saying before, most of the education for teachers is focused on content. Mm-hmm. Learning the content, the history, the science, the math, etc. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think? I, th- I remember when I was going to school, there was always some, some guy, who's reviewing the teacher the way they teach. Okay. So do you think, uh, that's why teachers are like not they don't consider the sensitivity in the classroom because they're just scared about getting fired or I feel like you know yeah, what I mean like I or you know being given a bad report. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking people about. People aren't right? sensitive to teachers to begin with. So Say that like again? Teacher People aren't sensitive to teachers to begin with. So they get shit on a lot. They get shit. I mean, a lot of times I've seen the... One bad thing that has changed from traditional education to, like, modern education mm-hmm. is the respect for teachers. Mm-hmm. That has something that has gone down. A lot of teachers are, like, yeah. blaming the student, the teacher yeah. for the student's um, lack of success when there are other underlying problems for why that student is not performing well, yeah. which are not limited to school or the teacher. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the home environment and the the wider society yeah. and how we, as a country, value education, which these days doesn't seem to be very much. That's terrible. <laughs> you know? There's just... It's, it's disheartening to think that a lot of people are just... The only thing they know is what they read on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Their education mm-hmm. comes from social media, mm-hmm. which is that you know. <laughs> I love good. research. I visited three web pages. I researched <laughs> yeah. this. I commented know? on a thread that yeah. was my research. <laughs> like uh, writers, I bet their heart you know tears when they hear yeah. people say that. I research. as an educator, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> did you go to the library at all? <laughs> like, how, they how, the library too. Do you, so, what research have you done? Like, do you spend hours? on researching how to, I guess, reach these kids? <laughs> you see that sound most, like most of my training <laughs> has come from the school district. Uh-huh. Um, in the beginning, when my my job, I had to, like, speak up and say, hey, I need this training. So I, anytime I heard about it through the grapevine, I sent me to this training, sent me to this training. Okay. Um, and then these days, uh, well, like, another set of, like, resources that came from that job was the primary intervention program, my time doing that one. Yeah. And that one, I have, like, a big old binder that's about this thick. And it just has a social, emotional health of students, mental health of students, grieving process for and students. And do you still refer that? Refer, I, yeah. I use it. When I have a, a barrier a with a student, I use it. Is yeah. it a playbook? It's a playbook. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm going to show you that notebook one day. I should have brought it. You should have brought uh, it. Yeah, I should have brought <laughs> it. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of all <laughs> my resources. But it's it's so thick. That's what she said. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it is a playbook. Okay. I love that. I love, like, having, like, little books. And, one, uh, yeah. one of my favorite resources is, like, a paper. It's just a sheet, and it has developmental ages. So, like, uh, school age, uh, middle school, teen years, and, and then it tells you milestones mm-hmm. and, and things to look out for at those age groups of that may be hurdles for students. And okay. that, is, that resource is just 
reminds me that there's so much these students go through that we're not aware of. Mm -hmm. They come to us in the school, and they've already been barked at by their parents or the yeah. bus driver or and whoever, you know, whatever. Who knows what they're going through in internally? You know what I mean? Like exactly. If they're questioning their How sexuality, how much do right? our children get autonomy to be themselves? Yeah. And, and as an educator, I try to give them that time balance. You know, of course, with academics and structure. Yeah. yeah. Were you yourself in, in high school, or did you put up a front? You're in I was just confused. You're just confused. <laughs> I think I think I was confused all the way up until the age of 25. Really? And I think I'm still questioning <laughs> my very existence. Hey, it's okay, man. As long as uh, <laughs> As long as you, nobody, nobody has it figured out. You know I, what I mean? You know, there are a lot of skills, like I said before, there's a lot of skills that I had that I didn't realize I already had. Mm -hmm. And I think WikiHow was another thing that helped me talk to people and, like, maintain eye contact. And yeah. at my job, I have to talk to speech therapists, occupational therapists, teacher, principal, etc. Sign everybody. So, I, yeah. So, even snippet of conversations and knowing when to come in, I was struggled with. Mm -hmm. So, I used WikiHow. And... It just uh, helped me practice the skills I already learned from high school, talking to different <laughs> kinds of social groups and going around campus and just doing whatever I wanted to do. And um, what what would you give yourself? What advice would you give yourself now that you went through this experience to an 18-year-old Vicente when he was trying mm -hmm. getting into like you're doing it right. You're doing it right. You're doing it right. Okay, and cool. I think what I, exactly I was doing right is just reflecting on my behavior, reflecting on my emotions, and using that as a launch pad to learn more about it. What what hurdle did you face along your journey in, uh, in this in this path that you took? Judgment. 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 Okay. I come from Catholics are very judgy. Yes. A lot of <laughs> they they judge you to make you feel guilty, mm -hmm. and then you gotta go to school or. Church, church to pay money yeah. and seek forgiveness yeah. and <laughs> ooh. so <laughs> that was I think my biggest hurdle is coming out of that idea that mentality of guilting and shaming myself and yeah. that was what hold me back but this whole time I've been doing pretty well yeah, yeah. Um, what did you figure out that you were attracted to to men or to guys you know? I didn't know I was attracted to men but in seventh grade or eighth grade, I used to check out guys <laughs> after shorts uh -huh. instead of the Catholic school girls. <laughs> I was looking at the Catholic school boys when they would sit like, at a certain angle. Yeah, like, something slipped out. Because, you know, <laughs> boxers. And no, I, I'm well aware. Yeah, but I never thought I was attracted to them. I just uh -huh. thought, oh, I want to see what it looks like because I have one too <laughs> kind of thing, right? He's bigger than me. <laughs> and then fi 15, so sophomore year, that was when I had my first crush. No, freshman year. So one yeah. year later. Okay. Uh, CJ. CJ. <laughs> he was just my friend and played basketball. And all frills. And you had like a crush on him? Once I realized I had a crush on him, I stopped talking to him. Really? Yeah. Why? Because you felt like you yeah, were going to do know. something? That was inappropriate. Oh, okay. So you didn't want to be gay. have those things. So you didn't want to be gay, so you stopped talking to him. I just knew it wasn't something that I was going to go to heaven for. Yeah. That was my big thing. Like, I want to go to heaven. Yeah. So I can't have these thoughts. No. I, you know, That's terrible. I'm going to go to hell yeah. if I have those thoughts. And how, um, do you still believe that? Do you believe? I think I'm anything? already in hell. <laughs> I mean, you can look outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's, outside. Uh, it's not paradise outside, but. You know, but, but for real though, honestly, I think this is hell. Mm -hmm. The fact that we have so much food mm -hmm. on our planet. Yeah, people are starving. But we, we can't do it. Even in America, one in five go hungry. Yeah. 
That's wild to me. Yeah, people that's, just... That's so wild. Yeah, the grocery stores, they throw away food that, you know, like those rotisserie chickens. Even they just Amazon is throwing away products, Damn. computer products... Really? ...that they don't sell. See, it's just um, into capitalism. Bills. Capitalism right there, man. It's, it, that is yeah, so sad, and I don't understand why other people aren't sad about it. I mean... Or mad about it. As long as or they, they get, you know, <laughs> something to eat, and they have, like, the appropriate tools to get, ed- to be educated... Yeah, man, yeah. like... I mean, I'm not telling... I'm not... Everybody shouldn't have like a three-story house or a Ferrari, but if they get the basics to succeed, you know, that's that's good for me, you know. And how I mean, is that? If I have the basics. I go out and live my life outside. Yeah, visiting people, going places. And how is that? How is that terrible for this country? You know what I mean? How is that communism? How is it socialism? You know, I mean, Those are buzzwords I, right now. Yeah, it is buzzwords, buzzwords but it's, that don't even mean what they think. Yeah, they like you think about like they, Russia, they you know what I mean, or Cuba, but. Yeah. It's, as long as your brother's being taken care of, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it pisses me off that people view this you know, this, this country as a Christian nation, but they're mm-hmm. not their brother's keeper. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Yeah. And then they're fucking hypocrites. Jesus will not be happy with... Oh, absolutely not. But there's people who are very... They will, Jesus will say the tables. They, they will... Yeah, <laughs> like people who would agree. It's like, yeah, Jesus would... You know, he loves the NRA. You know, he wouldn't be carrying a gun. You know, he loves what we're doing. You know, discriminating against people, blacks, gays, whatever. But they're still like... They, they're supposedly it's, have it's love in their heart. It's a perverted story yeah. or interpretation of this man. Yeah, and that's not... It's so sad. Yeah, it's not sensitive, which yeah. we're, we're talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just... It's just we come from a toxic... Um, not a toxic mentality where, like, is we have to, as men, we just can't show emotions. We just have and to. And then be like it's also grounded in you know? having power over people. Yeah. So even uh, in addition to you not our men being told they can't express themselves or not being able to, then they want to have power over people who freely express themselves. Yeah. Like let's let's talk about the Ellen situation. You know what I mean? Like the show. Oh you know what God. I mean? Like yeah. Like I don't know she, her. Yeah, I don't know her, but I know <laughs> the gossip. I love the gossip. But um, she touts about you know sensitivity yeah. on like in the show, but yeah. like but behind the scenes, the stories that I've I read, there's a horror story. Like you can't yeah. you can't yeah to not show any emotion. You just be grateful that you have a job in the entertainment industry, so they're going to treat you like shit. And that's a very like that's an old school th- uh, thought in Hollywood that you're going to pay your dues, which is they're going to abuse you, and someday you're going to reach the top, where whatever you want to do, and then you're going to return that abuse to your under- underlings. It's just a cycle. It is a cycle. It's an unhealthy cycle. And that's, um, you know, like, I don't know, I, I don't like it, and it, it, it just, it's, it, it's, it's everywhere that, it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's in everywhere. our school system, yeah. it's in our at celebrity, work. our Hollywood, yeah. it's in the, the water company, yeah. the gas company, everywhere you work, it's that kind of environment where you pay your dues. Yeah. Uh, but, one thing I don't understand is when we created farming first, like as a human history, when mm. we first created farming, that freed up so many people to do things and explore things. Mm. If we free up people, imagine the progress we would make Absolutely. in our society. Free to explore and dream and create stuff from your mind. Where, yeah. You know, because we're we're creators. Like we create stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, we like to. That's how we became to be creating tools. Yeah, and this is where we're at right now. You know what I mean? Like we're everybody's constantly creating. Mm. You know, uh, but the thing is, I think. Whoever, whoever's in charge, I'm, I don't know. I'm talking about consumers. Yeah, Trump. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, they just want to keep us as a nation as consumers. You know what I mean? They just want us to consume and not Is it really like develop. A, another word, oligopoly. 
I don't it's know. oligopoly <laughs> instead of a monopoly. Uh-huh. We have several companies who control most oh, products okay. we buy and purchase. Yeah. And it's like, well, like, it, only like four companies exist, but all these, these four companies yeah. own all, like, so all And it infiltrates our school systems as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're familiar with McGraw. I never, what, uh, like... McGraw is one of the most known textbooks mm-hmm. that um, is provided to schools. Okay. And McGraw is known for blacking out black history. <laughs> and keeping the actual history of America um, away from... Yeah, students. like they're sweeping it under and, the rug. Yeah. And, then and, you know, the first time I heard about Tulsa, Oklahoma was The Watchmen, and I thought that was fictional. The, I thought the that comic book. Yeah, like no, like the, the yeah the comic book, but um, HBO had a, the the series, oh, the HBO uh, uh, the Watchmen series, okay. and they um, they showed the beginning of the oh. episode starts with uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it gets like bombed, oh you know that stuff. But oh like I, I thought I thought yeah. that was a, a fictional a fictional story, not Wakanda, and no. then, like <laughs> and now and like I hear it's like oh this actually happened. Oh my, yeah. that's fucking terrible. Like, I did not they learn about that, that at all. School. Not at all. I learned about that in college. I just found yeah. about it. Like, I'm, I'm 36 years old, and I just, this is my first time. Yeah. Another one, I think, it. was about George Washington's teeth. What, that, that they were, they were made from wood? Yeah, they I know about that. They were actually made from slaves' teeth. Well, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was like a wise... Why are you going to put wood, mouth in your <laughs> wood teeth in your mouth to get splinters? That's fucked up. When you have slaves, you can... Yeah. That's so messed up. It is messed up. And um, that's that's a to- that's a toxic. One one thing of you mentioned this I'm too, and about. that inequality comes into the school. Mm-hmm. And I have seen teachers talk more harshly and discipline black students more harshly. Yeah. For the same minor infractions, I've seen other students do where the teachers are like, oh, okay, you know, you're just yeah. being a kid. It's like a favoritism. Yeah. I go up to them and I tell them, I go, that teacher, the way that I talked to you was not right. Yeah. And I know you're in a difficult position. You can't speak up for yourself, but just know that you shouldn't be talked to that way. And what do they say yeah. to you when, when you talk? The students are surprised. They're yeah. always surprised. Yeah. When you talk to a student, like a, a child, with being, any amount yeah. of respect, yeah. you will surprise them. That's crazy. <laughs> because most of the time they're talked at or down to. Yeah. 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 I've gotten in, I've gotten students, uh, children in trouble for talking mm-hmm. to them. Wait, they say that again? <laughs> so I went to this party of a friend uh-huh. and... Well, you know, it's an adult party, so we're all yeah. getting ready to drink. And yeah. the the one of the persons who lives there, her daughter's there, and they're getting ready to leave the house. Yeah. But the daughter had some card, Pokemon cards, and she wanted to show me because mm. I I said hi to her like yeah. a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. she saw that I paid attention, and she started showing me her cards. And she started drawing. She asked me all kinds of questions, and the mom scolded her. Oh yeah. Because she thought I was interrupting me from being with the friends or the party, oh. and I was like, like you don't bug him. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my god, yeah. like no, she's like she's just telling about her stuff. Yeah. Like I want to encourage her to be artful and create, and mm. and she got in trouble for that. And you know, at that point, I can't tell the parent anything. Yeah. But yeah, and you'll you'll get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How dare you? How dare you tell me? I, I told her I went down. and I was like, you know what? Keep drawing. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Keep drawing, and I just and I went to the party, so I don't have to get her in trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> but um do you feel like like you're having a son it fulfills your life having a son was the best thing I ever yeah. did I, yeah. I, I, I would like to have a kid but uh, yeah. my bank account doesn't say that oh it costs <laughs> a lot of money yeah I, I would yeah. imagine I, I was telling John I'm like how do how do parents do it oh I, I don't we don't have any kids and I'm, I'm struggling you know 
I was so fortunate to have a lot of support from my family. And okay. Monetarily, like, my son had too many clothes. <laughs> too many toys. Damn. I mean, he's still, I mean... Yeah, he's very fortunate. Yeah, very yeah, fortunate. Because they're kind of gone absolute, yeah. you know, opposite I way. Mean, you know? I mean, I, right after I had got my job and I took care of a lot of the financial responsibilities, but my parents, insurmountable babysitting and just, you know, looking after us and yeah. making sure we're taken care of. Um, but the biggest... The funny thing is, though, that they they believe a lot of old wives' tales. As in, such as, such as what? Such as, like, oh, you know, if he's misbehaving, you need to hit him. Or, oh, okay. You know, if, if you hold him too much, he's going to get too attached. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, these ideas, these antiquated ideas that only cover a segment of people who go through emotional distress or yeah. um, parenting challenges. Uh, I read about it. Mm-hmm. Well, a better way to get information on how to parent by, by reading, reading a book. Yeah. And, and nothing wrong with holding your child. Like, yeah. if your child's sad, hold your child. Yeah. They're, they're crying and they're trying to communicate to you that they are sad and they want comfort. Yeah. And they used to literally be stuffed in the womb. Like, give them some comfort. <laughs> Why not? There is, um, there was a, this is a long time ago, but I, I, I took my younger brother to watch this movie. I think it was called My Dog Skip. I don't oh. know. But like there, a comedy or no? It was like a it was this movie about a dog and the dog ended up dying in the end. Oh. But this kid who was sitting behind me with his dad, like mm -hmm. the kid lost it. He was like in, in, oh. uncontrollable. He was like crying, and the dad like he he got him on it like he put him on his lap. And he was like you know kind of like patting him like caught like you know taking yeah, care of his son comforting like, he, him comforting him yeah exactly yeah. and I was very like touched by that because oh, like did you know it I did get the yeah. feels. I'm like wow this. The guy, his father's not telling him to man up or yeah. stop crying. Boys don't cry. Mm -hmm. He let he let his son let it out, and he was comforting him. And that's that's, that's 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 so good. Yeah, that's something that I we're seeing yeah. more of that. Yeah. So I'm so happy. For yeah. that story. At least you know there's some yeah. people like they do have that like as in like yeah. they are they're not giving they're not leading that toxic work mm -hmm. like that toxic mentality mm -hmm. of not not being sensitive mm -hmm. and not not coddling your your kid when they act when they're hurt you know what i mean mm -hmm. that that being tough is a sign of like strength mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. but um well you're gonna like be at your mom's funeral and yeah exactly <laughs> not cry exactly <laughs> exactly and you know the t most toughest men they you know they 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 lose it when their mothers mm -hmm. die you know what i mean so um i, I had a, i had a student go to grief um I had that experience in an elementary school once. Mm -hmm. uh, young girl, she was in second grade. Not my student. So mm -hmm. my students are on the play yard, and they're I'm watching them supervising. And then this student is walking around, you know, like this. And I said, "What's up?" And then I didn't know what to expect, but she started opening up. And yeah. my dad, my her dad died, and the mom and dad would fight a lot. And mm -hmm. she she has this idea that maybe the dad just thinks that they were fighting. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, she just opened up to me. I said, you know, I understand you have these bad memories with your family as well, too. But are there any good memories that you have with them as well, too? And she started telling me about moments. And as she's telling me, recalling mm -hmm. these happy moments with her father, uh, she started to laugh and smile. Oh, wow. And at the end, I ended up telling her, like, I understand that like, you have every right to feel sad or mad mm -hmm. at your dad for how he treated you. But there are also these good memories that you have that you can hold on to and focus on. Yeah. And talk to me whenever you need to. And she wrote me a little I have the card to this day. What did and, it say? And she, uh, what was better, what it said, it had a picture of her. Oh, so cute. And here it had a hole 
she's describing the feeling, and oh. she she's colored it in light blue, and then she had tears in her eyes, and then it was me standing next to her with a smile. That's cool. And she that's, drew that. Wow. And she's like, thank you for listening to me. See, that's rewarding. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it validates what you're doing in that. It's working. I should post yeah. that card on social media. You should. Like, hey, yeah. tag me when you find me. <laughs> I'm sure she's like an adult now. Oh, so how um, long ago was that? that? Oh, that was when I was at Juarez. So that was over 10 years ago. Oh, damn. So, yeah, she's probably in college. That's social true. distancing college. Yeah, I, yeah. All, uh, some students I work with are adults now. Like, yeah, my, 24? Uh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. I've been doing this for yeah. 15 years. They're at a party and you see them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think I've seen a student at a club before. Yeah? Yeah, that was weird. I walked away. Did, <laughs> so that one was weird. Do they know you as Vicente or Mr. What's your last name? So, uh, Castaneda. Do they, um, do they call right you Right now, Mr. I go by Mixie. Mixie? So, the surname MX, uh-huh. period, instead of, as opposed to Mr. or Miss. Uh-huh. And it's just supposed to be gender neutral honorific. Uh-huh. So I see my last name, Mixie. So just say it like, how would it to, like just say it fully like Mixie, Mixie C, or Mixie, Mixie. It's oh, it okay. rolls off the X because of the C, and I kind of like it that way, Mixie. Yeah, it's not difficult to say. But it's, it's like easy mix, to say. Yeah. Okay. Mi, yeah, or Mix Vicente. That's very uh, modern of you. <laughs> yeah, the honorific I feel most comfortable with is Mix. Yeah. And has any teacher like kind of like frowned by you? Low key, low key, a little like like what, like side eye or confusion. Um, The best people are like, cool. Yeah. Hey, Mixie. Well, what (laughs) what do you say about those people who uh, roll their eyes at you? You know what I mean. I don't say anything. It's not worth my time. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't owe anyone any explanation, but to tell them initially what my title is. Yeah. And as an as an educator, they should respect and honor that title. That's that's a dope response. It's a very academic title. Yeah. it exists yeah to to say it doesn't exist would be (laughs) not right no yeah it wouldn't be yeah that is a fallacy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I have people who question it all the time or I don't mind the questions yeah if I'm not trying to work like if I'm trying to work like like, let's work have you ever had a teacher's uh, no I'm I'm sorry have you ever had a parent meeting with the with with, you know your students Mm. parent did you have like a meeting with them to go over their acad- academic work. So because like of our, like, nature of our position, substitute okay. paraeducator, yeah. they teach us not to talk to parents because we can, like, put a foot in the district's mouth, you know, get them in trouble kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I think is pretty, like, a sorry excuse for not training your yeah. staff. Like, every staff should be there to serve parents. Like, if parents have concerns, they should be freely talked to them. Mm-hmm. So in practice, they actually do allow us to talk to them, <laughs> but but we we'll always have to refer them back to the teacher. So any concrete like things about academics, oh, because you're, you're the assistant, I'll let you know. Yeah. The list, I'll let the teacher yeah. know, and then the teacher will get back to you, kind of thing. But if they talk about the weather or kind of like keep it short and cute, yeah, and I have a hard time keeping it short and cute because I like to talk, yeah. and get to know people, uh-huh. and you know, you just build more rapport with the exactly, parents that's and more trust like there's so much there valuable information that yeah. you could use to teach your child the student yeah so and it benefits the kid the time I did for that intervention program uh-huh. two years we d- I actually did do parent teach parent teacher conferences so I would the parent would come into the playroom and I would explain to them the purpose of the program there was a few students who pushed back how, they why? didn't understand the concept of letting the child play and how that, that how that was going to help them academically. Mm-hmm. They so thought it was like a trick. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, you're just letting them play. Yeah. How, what are you doing? So I, it was my job as in that position to explain to people the benefits through mm-hmm. data. The and did data they get it? Used. Did they and get it? Or? I mean, I, 
I did a decent job. Yeah. Most teachers would buy into the program. Mm -hmm. Like I was the representative of that program. I had okay. to get the teacher buy-in, the principal buy-in. Well, the principals already bought into it. They decided <laughs> on having the program at their school in the first place. Yeah. But the parent buy-in, there was there is some pushback. There's pushback. Like I don't understand how my child could benefit from this. Well, I explained to them. Mm -hmm. Well, this time that they're leading the session, they're working out through the what is immediate need for them emotionally, mm -hmm. and through this play, through this play with the toys, you know, and we had all kinds of language and scripts that we would have mm -hmm. that explained everything. I can't do it off the, <laughs> the back <laughs> right now. It's been years. But I would prep for the session. I would review my notes of the student. I would, you know, say what they played with and tell the parents okay. how w we believe that this program is helping them. And uh, your mom and dad, how do they feel you, you being like a teacher's aide? Are they proud of you or do they want you s something else for you? I, I think my dad... I don't. I mean, my dad's not much with words, uh -huh. so he's like that kind of yeah. Uh, chismo where he don't yes. say much of feeling. Mm -hmm. He told me he loved me once. Yeah, and that was when he was crying. Yeah, and I asked him to tell me again. He can't say it. Yeah. Um, so no, I know it's he weird. He don't say much about my job. Yeah, like I can't. I can't tell my my brothers that I love them, even though I do. I don't ever get well, off the phone. Like <laughs> I, mean, I, I hate them. <laughs> Later, dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, every time I end a conversation with them, I never say, "Oh, I love you, brother." Yeah. And but my 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 boyfriend does that like he tells his, his family yeah like I love you I love you yeah. and we don't we don't do that we we don't like hug each other or anything yeah. like that we're just like I I, I would <laughs> guess my dad's proud of me uh huh I I don't like in a weird private way I guess yeah, like, yeah. I mean my mom on the other hand she's proud of me as well too yeah but we have our own challenges on relating and like. She's not really sensitive to, to my needs, so yeah. when I expressed to her my needs, it, I met with, like, well, you shouldn't feel that way, or you have so much, and even in high school, I had some tough... So your conflict at home when you were younger was mostly with your mom? Trying to feel, mm -hmm. trying to feel, and being told not just by my mom, but by a lot of my family members, mm -hmm. you shouldn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. You have it so much better than my generation. Yeah. Or you have it here good in America. Like, because I had it so good here, mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to feel sadness, anger, frustration, yeah. none of that. And and I that messed me up yeah. a lot. Like, And now I'm not as messed up because <laughs> <laughs> I've worked through those things. Yeah. But it was very traumatizing and being told how to feel constantly. Or and uh, alcohol helps too. So, <laughs> you know, I I got really addicted to alcohol when I was 25. Yeah, there wasn't a day of the year that I wasn't drunk or high. Yeah, like, I, I was the same way too. Like, yeah. I, when I was 25, I was doing more more drinking than I, you know I did. Uh -huh. But now, like, I only drink. You see me like on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, like casual. Uh, sure. <laughs> casually drink. I'll, I'll have another one. Casually Christian. <laughs> casually Christian. Casually. Here, right? Yeah, he's casually drunk. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. to some extent, I mean, alcohol is quite literally poison for the body. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's why they and say pick your poison. Because yeah. when you're throwing up, I mean, and, we all know that. And it. the wild thing as a Latino, uh, both you being me being Latinos, alcohol was used as a weapon against us to uh, to take up all, all, take us off our land. Oh, I see. So like, they would set up shops, um, settlers, Spaniard mm -hmm. settlers and everything. They set up alcohol shops by tribes mm -hmm. um, to get people addicted to it. So mm -hmm. they have them trying to buy their product all the time. And like with the Native Americans, right? Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then later the Mexicans. And, yeah, and whoever didn't agree it. with the the um, religion that they were teaching, they would ostracize them from society, shun yeah. them, and then set up a... Yeah. Liquor store right by <laughs> to get him hooked on the good stuff. And that's why there's liquor stores everywhere still, right? Yeah. I mean. Right? 
Um, <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, my fam, my mom was pretty like supportive, like with you know be, me becoming a writer and all that stuff. Good, but, good. But my dad wanted me to be like a lawyer because lawyers yeah. make a lot of money. Yeah. My, my mom, she wanted big me, bucks, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like lawyers. I think I heard a lawyer like. Just to read, just to reply to your email, like it's three hundred to read your email, and another like three hundred to respond to the email. So like, I paid seven hundred dollars to talk to someone about my child support case, and then and nothing came out of that from that talk. That's why my dad wanted because like they get paid money for like yeah. ridiculous shit. Yeah, wild. Yeah, but my mom also wanted me like a, to be educator, like a teacher. But, I think um, you'd be a good teacher. I don't know, man. I was thinking about <laughs> it. Sometimes kids kind of piss me off. And if, shit, you you know get, if you could get by that, uh-huh. I feel like you would be a very effective teacher. Mm. With your experience with le- the learning ex- disabilities yeah. that you've had and how you've overcome that yeah. and how you use these different tools to adapt to your writing, mm. definitely you would be able to, to teach that to people. That would be, that'd be cool. But you I have to know. get over not liking students. I don't know, <laughs> man. Some kids are like, just shut the hell up. I don't get it. I don't get not liking children, no offense. But mm-hmm. when people say, I don't like children, I don't get it. I, I yeah. You were a child. Oh, I know. Did maybe. you not like yourself? Maybe it's like self-hating. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but my mom, it's funny because my mom even tells stories to my aunt. like, Christian never liked kids. Even when he was a kid, he didn't like kids. <laughs> <laughs> but see, there's distinct kids that you like and don't like right oh yeah it's the vibe you know what i mean yeah like, you know? it's not the kid yeah it's, it's, it's a certain like, type of person exactly i mean even now and as that's an adult, why i don't get it yeah. yeah even as an adult i'm like there's some adults that i just, like, they act like kids yeah they act like kids we have this negative connotation with yeah, kids yeah <laughs> but um you know you just when you meet somebody you just they feel like you have they have a certain vibe that you don't like I was like, you just like, all right, see you later. I, I, my son, was when he was at the private school, I met a Boy Scout, a little second grader. Mm-hmm. And when he talked to me, I was floored. What do you mean? He talked to me like oh. a full-on adult, like uh-huh. like Ryan Seacrest at the <laughs> table interviewing me for a talk show. Oh, really? How old yeah. is he? Second grade. Oh, really? Seven, eight, he's just all talking Boy Scout, yeah. and just matter of fact, oh, yeah, that exhibit's pretty cool because it shows this, this, and that. <laughs> and I learned that last year. And, and I started asking him questions. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Never have ever met a kid so mature, more mature than me. That's crazy. Regulate his emotions, everything. That kid was going to go places like yeah. that. He's, yeah. a po- he's a politician. But, yeah, <laughs> but there are some kids who just don't have the tools, mm-hmm. and they weren't given them by their parents, and their parents weren't given them. Yeah, and then, you know, they get a job. And, and then, then they give know. all kids a bad name. Yeah. And then they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the other phrase, too, um, when people say, I thought we left high school a long time ago. Uh-huh. High school wasn't the problem. People are the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it just bleeds over. Like, a, yeah. We did learn from us. The students learn from us. Yeah. And we 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 get into cliques no matter where we go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It sucks, but it's true. Like, we just find people We're that... We're tribal. We're tribal exactly, people. Exactly. Like, we and find people that are yes, kind of like-minded. Yes. You know what I mean? And, like, we, and that is okay. Yeah. That is okay. But what, when it comes wrong is when you start to take down other tribes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start backstabbing the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no reason for that. You can be competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, we have... Are you a competitive person? I'm a very competitive person. I am not a competitive person. I'm very I was competitive. like, that's why I was yeah. last picked in, in PE. Uh, I, I was calmed like, down. no, there's no way. I had to calm down because I turned off people to playing sports with me or playing games with me. I just thought, like, when I was in PE, I just thought it was dumb. I was like, okay, so, like, what does that mean they won? I'm like, oh, okay. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, why am I going to bust it? I think my competitive nature comes with, like, myself. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I didn't kick the ball as well, and next time I'm going to kick it this way so I could do better. So, mm-hmm. like, that's my competition. It's really? Like doing better than my previous self. So, I don't I mean, I now, I, now I do that. Like, now, like, you know, if I'm if I'm working out, that the week before I'm doing, like, 20 weights, maybe I can bump, bump, bump it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that's more for my health. I'm not competing with anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's my self-development, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's... I don't know. I've just never been a competitive person, so... <laughs> I, I, my competitive stems from video games. Yeah. Uh, and, like, my uncle was would play a lot with us and the other kids in my family, and we'd get like, oh, I bet I won. You know, the, another <laughs> thing that I, I guess I didn't like about being competitive is that I didn't want to hurt somebody else's feelings for winning. Because mm-hmm. I'm somebody who... I, just, I feel bad when they somebody yeah. is feeling like, like shit because, like, Either because like I'm doing better than them, so I or guess, we won. You yeah. know what I mean? So I guess like it, for me, the distinction has been to learn competitiveness, and but still to be compassionate. Yeah. To your like fellow good, competitors. Good sportsmanship. Good sportsmanship. Yeah. Because when I was younger, I was just glow. Yeah. You know, yeah. As an adult, now yeah. I'm like, oh, you'll get better. Or yeah. I had I struggled with that move when I was first playing. Yeah. And, I know. mean, I had two brothers, so we gloated. We gloated all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you suck, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but don't forget, sucking at something uh, is the first step to getting good at something. Exactly, and I, mean, I think another saying, <laughs> this, this is another saying, only, only, damn it, it's, it was something about, like, only, people who only fail are doers, so you want to fail, you want to uh-huh. do. Yeah. So it's okay to fail. Yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> You're not going to, if you fail, that's going to give you such a good baseline to how to better improve yourself. Yeah. And um, I feel like now I'm at an age where like I failed a lot, <laughs> but I haven't. I haven't some more. Yeah, like I haven't <laughs> given. I haven't given up at all. I just fail every. I just day. have experience. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So now I'm at like it, life like, experience. You know, it's life experience. It doesn't always work out. It doesn't. But I feel like I'm more. Uh, I'm adaptable. Adaptable. You know what I mean? I get it more. You know, you, like, you have that experience. Yeah. I'm failing. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I work with a bunch of uh, the bounce back. I, where I work right now, but I'm sort of like the oldest one in the team. Everybody else is like 18 to late 20s. Okay. So I'm I'm a little bit more mature than well, obviously because I'm older. And well, and your you brain's know, completely developed. Yeah, and like these, these, <laughs> uh, the kids at work, they're, you know, they're talking about you know partying and stuff like that. It's very interesting to hear it on my like my side now because oh. you know, I was there before. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually complained about my back this week. Yeah. My, oh, can somebody help me with this box? Yeah. Back hurts. But it's just very, it's very strange watching the younger generation act, do what the, what you did, uh-huh. and them complain about it. Like, cause I, they're, they want it now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They want everything now. But like, you have to work at it if mm-hmm. you want to do something that yeah. you're passionate about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It takes, it doesn't happen right away. You have to continually, continually do it, fail, and just keep going. Yeah, forward, you can't you just know? read three articles. You yeah, have to research and yeah. read all many yeah. articles. And you know, I mean. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's that was my thing. But um, um, we're okay. We're gonna we're gonna do that segment. Yes. We're gonna do actually today. Uh, we're gonna do a little. Uh, we're gonna do something different. We're gonna do two top sevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first top seven we're gonna rate uh, fictional high schools to mm-hmm. see how accurate depi- how accurate they are by depicting the high school experience. Mm-hmm. And then the last one. We're gonna do a top seven uh, jokes, and I'll get to that when I get to it. But okay. right now, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get my let <laughs> me get my uh, my list. I'm excited for this list. So yeah, I gave him I gave him a list so he could like prep a little bit, so I, he just won't know, and you know. But all right, so I'm gonna do like t- top seven schools that uh, in your in your rating, like from one to ten, which okay. one do you feel 
is more is best at so ten, 10 being most accurate exactly okay. so uh so number seven uh is a popular one saved by the bell what's your ranking in depicting let's, that? let's go with like six a six, six. and why um they all look like adults they do look like <laughs> they, adults they, they look, when i grew up watching that i thought i was gonna look like that yeah and when i got to high school i was like <laughs> this is not what it was supposed to look like <laughs> Um, but I do praise them for having, like, a lot of uh, real-world problems in the show. I remember yeah, like, remember that episode where I think it was, was it Kelly that had, like, the pill-popping That's problem? exactly the one I was thinking yeah. of. I remember, yeah. um, at the time, very controversial, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But real-world problems that happened to high school students. Yeah, and everybody was, like, chiseled in that show. Yes, yeah, and that's the part where I'm like, okay, that's where the facade is. Mario yeah. Lopez, of course, he still looks the same. He looks He never great. left Saved yeah. by the Bell. <laughs> he never left high school. <laughs> so a six, a six, all right, a six. I mean, in comparison to maybe some other ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Uh, number six. Uh, this is one of my favorite shows. It's a uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. What What do you read so, that? So I mean, Malcolm in the Middle to some extent is supposed to be satire. Well, right? for you know, it's been gone for such a long time. Malcolm in the Middle is about like this yeah. genius kid who grew yeah, up like yeah, in yeah. a small like. But, like, the show's a play on that, right? Yeah. Like, it's supposed to make poke fun, so, like... Right, right about the like, smart kid. You yeah, know so I mean? wouldn't, like, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say it's accurate for that reason, but the topics, like, again, that they cover or they poke fun of mm-hmm. are ones that haven't come into mainstream conversation yet. Mm-hmm. So they they talk about him being in the special like, classroom. Yeah, as in, like, yeah. he's a smart kid because he yes. grew up in this uh, household where, like, they were struggling to make ends meet, mm-hmm. both the parents worked, and, like, mm-hmm. they lived in a messy house. And then the think teacher, of, like, Mary with children type The of teacher's thing, not yeah. even equipped to give him more challenging work, if I'm correct, Yeah, right? like, yeah. Like, she, like, every teacher that he had, he they, like, dumb it down. Yeah, they dumb it down. Yeah, like, even he, the more he gets into gifted programs, the more they dumb it down, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, that was a really good show. That so, so, to some extent, that happens. Yeah. Yeah, we see our students who go into special ed, and because people think that they don't talk or mm-hmm. they can't communicate the way that you do, that they may just need to learn the alphabet or, yeah. like, just the sight words. When, yeah, they need a baseline for how to communicate to everyone, but they learn in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. So Malcolm in the Middle, I, I like because he would always talk to the other students, and the other students seemed like they knew the the gig. Yeah. <laughs> they would just play dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had students do that before. Well, play dumb? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. They learn which adults they can get away with it. Like, oh, I don't get it. Yeah. Or like not listening or even some students just kind of do this and then when the teacher leaves mm-hmm. I come by and then they start fiddling with their toy in the desk or whatever <laughs> <laughs> but I got you so I give Malcolm Malcolm in the middle I give more of an E yeah. but again it's satire right so they oh. poke fun at it so it's not I, completely accurate I thought it's a really good show it's funny yeah. and um yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. This is all a matter of opinion. It could oh be yeah, like, yeah well, and I, I like. I haven't just watched these shows again. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, uh, here's one. Uh, what would you give it though? I guess. Um, in the middle. Well, I was never like I was. Never, mm, you know what? Uh, for in the home life, I would give it like a nine because like okay. I fought with my brothers that way. And Did your mom the, show up topless at the... I mean, like, my, here's, here's a funny story, man. Here's a funny story. When I was in high school, uh, I was chilling with my friend Tommy. We were watching the Venture Brothers in the Den. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my friend Tommy, he went to go use the restroom. And my dad came out of the restroom, and he only had his underwear on. And they both looked at each other. And my dad looked up at him. He was like, hi. <laughs> so he was walking around in his underwear. It was very <laughs> awkward. So I, was, it was, I could relate to that, uh-huh. the homestead. Malcolm and Okay. 
Yeah, yeah my life was very chaotic like that home too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because my family got entertainment from that show. <laughs> it's, it, I think that's what is so popular because it's relatable. Um, okay. Uh, number five, Sabrina the Teenage Witch from the from the nineties. <laughs> it's like a one. It's a one yeah. I mean, there was no magic. <laughs> How many times I wish I could have freeze time to study for a test before? Uh, yeah, that's pretty. Before the outlandish. But, hey, um, but, but but I mean, she did face bullies. Yeah, right? the creative you know? thing I guess with her with her, that particular show is that they took the real world school issues and made brought it, magic, but to with it. magic yeah. involved, right? So yeah. she stood up to the bullies with a little bit of magic. Mm-hmm. But then when she did the magic, it turned back and made it worse for yeah, her. Yeah, she was like, like don't bully the bully kind of yeah. thing. Like, but it was it was since it was the nineties, it was camp. You yeah. know what I mean? It was fun to watch. Yeah. Which leads me to the next one, <laughs> which is wait for Sabrina. Yeah, like one. Well, the one. Yeah, right. <laughs> one. Yeah, <laughs> magic. Uh, Let's number four <laughs> would be the current Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. The Netflix one. The Netflix okay, one. The I Satanic seen one. This one yet? It makes you hold the cross, man. If you're Catholic, okay. kid, you're like. <laughs> but but from what I see from the previews, again, like the Saved by the Bell kind of thing, where mm. they all look like adults. Yeah. Kind of thing. So. But like, there's this um, one character that. Um, Sabrina's friends with she's uh-huh. um, she wants she's a girl and she wants to be she's transgender oh cool so her character she wants they, she actually he he acts he changes he gives himself his name uh-huh. and every, you know of course there's an episode where like the dad's yeah. not cool with it and all that stuff but yeah. there's an episode where like she a demon gave her what she wanted so she Ooh, and she woke up as a boy uh-huh. you know what I mean but there were some consequences to it yeah so uh, you know they, they touch with real yeah. uh, real real issues that are current. Is that a staple character or is that it's a po- it's, No, no, it's like a, okay. it's a recurring ep- uh, yeah. character. Oh, good, good. So they didn't focus just on mm-hmm. the transition story. Like mm-hmm. they continue to be yeah. a character. Throughout. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of times we see that trope where the trans people get stuck into these roles where it's just about their transition. No, it's, it's a very good show in regards to like their, um, it's a positive show about being transgender and there's also like bisexuals in that show. Oh, this is Sabrina. Sabrina, the Chilling the Adventures. Sabrina. Yeah. It looks scary. It is scary. Like, oh, it is like, scary. I mean, like, it's just... <laughs> so if, you, if you're raised Catholic, Catholic <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're raised Catholic, you're going to like, this is fucking <laughs> satanic shit, man. It is. You see, like, the devil with the horns, and they're doing, like, witch, like hardcore witchcraft, killing... Hands across the board. <laughs> <laughs> that but, was uh, exactly my high school experience. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, 10, I guess, for the social issues. I mean, that's how I thought of my life. Mm-hmm. I literally thought the demons were gonna come get me because I was, you know, have this attraction to men. Like, yeah. or you know, I'm gonna get dragged into hell. No, like, yeah. It's not far fetched. <laughs> but the fact that they put LGBTQ issues in there, mm-hmm. I gotta check it out. Yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. this one character, Andros, I think, believe uh-huh. he's my he's my crush on that show. He's really hot. <laughs> he's the. the black guy. <laughs> but anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> number three, The Simpsons. Yes. Oh, Simpsons is another one. They poke fun at school so much. Oh, uh-huh. my God. So yeah, from the budgets. They always talk the about the budgets. The yeah. the biggest thing where the yeah. <laughs> they don't have money to do nothing, uh-huh. but when they have money, they're Yeah, they piss it on themselves. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. This happens. And the Simpsons has a, you know... No, that's a satire. This is clearly yeah. a satire, right? Yeah. And And their depiction is... Not spot on, but not far from the reality. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons has always been one to bring out American culture, American ideas, and to kind of poke fun at them, right? Yeah. And our school system, they don't hold no bars. Yeah. And it really, their teachers like Miss Carbapo. 
there are teachers, there are principals like Mr. Skinner. Yeah. There, there, there are people out there like that. I work with people like that. And like, what, what season do you like? Are you the old? Do you like the old school Simpsons, or do you like the new, the new stuff? That Is it where like season nine, where it kind of like just gets destroyed? Yeah, it, like, starts petering, like it starts petering. petering out like around uh, season. So to me, like season eleven. After okay. season eleven, it's. I like, know nine is when they. I feel like they're always yelling. Mm-hmm. Like that whole season, and that's every when, like, character is yelling. Some random stuff just yeah, happens. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? So before that, I would say is when it was really impressive the golden, to me. Yeah, when um, they they had an episode where there's a new student coming in and they got she got more attention and more praise, mm. and Lisa kind of got jealous yeah. of how she handled that. Like very like real experience in in school because we put so much emphasis. On grades and um, so high performance. What do you students. give it? What do you give that? Show? I, w- I would give it, and I'm, I'm biased, of course, in the okay. Simpsons. I would give it like a seven. A seven? A seven. Okay. So far, yeah. Sabrina has a top. Sabrina the <laughs> demons in the schools. Okay, uh, here's number two. Uh, this is one that you said that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, number two is uh, Invader Zim. Okay. Because that takes it in school. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I. You think about it, because, like, all the teachers, they're oblivious that there's an alien uh-huh. in their classroom. Because they're not paying attention. They're not paying attention. Students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the only one who knows about it is that one They that almost one look, like, hypnotized or, like, like out of it, the yeah. teachers, right? They're kind of, like, aloof or, yeah. like, yeah. They're just not, they're checked out. Yeah. And it seems like, oh, yeah, it seems like almost, like, all the, the grown-ups in Invaders Zim kind of seem, like, checked out. They're not really, they don't see what... Mm-hmm. Like they see like a UFO, but they're uh, not really. Now that that has been my my bane of existence in oh. trying to get the older generations to understand that my feelings are valid. Oh, okay. Yeah, my my grandparents, my mom, my parent, my dad. Like well, maybe with your son's generation or my niece's generation, they could probably they could probably start everything. You know what I mean? Feels. I think yeah. that's gonna click. We just have yeah. to give it just a little bit more time. Have more babies. Go <laughs> have a baby. You have a baby? <laughs> well, I have to. Yeah. Teach it to be understanding <laughs> and sensitive. Babies are born sensitive. Mm-hmm. What the heck? <laughs> and then they grow up to be mean. Yeah. Like background and all that stuff. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but Invader Zim, is, uh, for that reason of how they depicted adults, it's pretty scary. I would put it up right there with the seven yeah? Simpsons. Okay. Just more of a representative way, right? Yeah. Like, like they weren't zombies, really. <laughs> like our, our <laughs> teachers and <laughs> yeah, they just don't care. I guess. Yeah. Burnout, burnout is fucking real. Oh, yeah. for teachers, I believe because they're always constantly so what they lose reports. that flicker, the the passion yeah, that, that they fire. went in, and that depiction is is low-key accurate. So, have you ever um, are you facing burnout? Have oh, you ever yeah. faced that? Oh, yeah, especially yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm debating leaving the field altogether. Really? Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. Um, but now that I have a full-time job, mm-hmm. uh, I can stay in education as my second job. Okay. So now I'm not as worried. So I can't focus on the passion or the drive that keeps me teaching students. So what's your what's your main income again? Like well, no, like what's your first what's your first? So job? my other job is a rehab center. I'm a mental health uh, That's worker. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I work with people who are dealing with um, substance abuse or past substance abuse and trying to rehabilitate. To would you be a counselor? Um, yeah, I think I would be pretty good I at that. I think you would be a yeah. great counselor. I yeah. think so. I, I, yeah. I would love to counsel. I mean, it would be cool to counsel children, too, like in a school setting, yeah. a school counselor. I think um, you should do it, man. I think you'll, you'll, you'll do well. The position is lost. I think when a lot of counselors focus on academics. In, well, I mean, there's also school. drug counselors, too, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, no one counsels people on their feelings. Like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Counsel? What is yeah. Counsel. Like, like Mr. Mackey. 
from South yeah, Park. Yeah, okay. okay. Damn, I didn't have South Park in that in my list. Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about South Park? I mean, they get they hit some nails on the board. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they went like, all out. Yeah, <laughs> they don't hold anything <laughs> back. That show, shooting yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Have you seen that one? No, I, I watched. I watched every episode since it came out. And it's so funny, but it's so sad that yeah. our children really do fear for their lives. Yeah, and it's like in that episode, which people, if they yeah. don't, they haven't watched that episode, is like, uh, like every ten minutes there's a school shooting, school shooting. like yeah, but they're so. Ab- they're so they, they tell the parents right dazed and by the parents it. like, well you have to overcome your beliefs yeah. and you have to <laughs> what yeah. the fuck yeah <laughs> <Thoughts> <laughs> and prayer yeah now South Park is really funny man I love that show um so would you give that a 10 I would give it a high score maybe yeah. like 8 yeah. more than The Simpsons because they took what The Simpsons did and like perfected it I mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. and they acknowledged they gave tribute to Simpsons yeah with the know? cartoon war episodes yeah. yeah yeah man um but it seemed kind of formulaic show of what the symptoms was mm-hmm. but like they weren't afraid to yeah. say more about what's happening in our schools and yeah they yeah. had no hold bars like they yeah like, the the love the school election one and, and in the school election when they covered the actual presidential election when yeah. you're choosing between a, du- a turd douche and a, a douchebag yeah yeah I'll, I'll be voting for a turd sandwich this election <laughs> me too <laughs> uh, alright uh, the official number one Degrassi because I know you want to yeah. I've never seen that episode I've never seen any of the Degrassi okay. episodes so I don't even not know not even on one day you're randomly watching Sunday TV and was Drake in there? Drake was in Degrassi uh, that's the only thing I know about Drake, it yeah. and he was like in a wheelchair you may know yeah no other big celebrities came out there's a few here and there Vampire Diaries one of them showed up yeah. on there and uh, but Degrassi was actually made by a person who studied child development. So tell us, tell me what Degrassi so, is. Like, I don't have her name. That? Oh my god, how bad as an educator. I no, like her name. Like, like what's that show about? But let's see. This educator, she decided to create a show that would be relevant to teens. Mm-hmm. So she noticed in her work and her field of study that teens weren't talking to their parents, and teens weren't telling people, educators, what was going on in their lives. So she, she took the time to interview a lot of students, and with all that information and all her, again, her research that she did in her studies, she created the show Degrassi mm-hmm. as like an after-school soap opera okay. for students to cover real-world teen issues. Um, and back when it came out, it was Degrassi Junior High. <laughs> so was that on Nickelodeon, or was that on um, TV? I was, I'm not sure which channel it originally aired on in mm-hmm. Canada. Okay. But when it came to America, it started showing up on, I believe, on CBS. CBS? It was it floated around a few channels here and there when people picked it up because it would get ratings. Yeah. You know, kids, kids would watch it. So uh, the Grassi is about, like, real high school students. Yeah. Facing, one, like, of the first, one of the first episodes, they, they focused on teen parent. Uh-huh. And uh, I was a teen parent. So yeah. as a young person watching that show, it, it hooked me because yeah. that was something I was going through. Um, and the character in the show, she had her kid young in junior high, and then later the kid she had came out in the show, the same actress, mm-hmm. Degrassi Next Generation. So the show progressed as the students aged on. Okay. So from that point forward, the students would age in, would be so in the you show. So you kept up with the show? You I did. I kept okay. up all the way until Degrassi, I think the next class is the current one. Or the and Degrassi one. is the teacher? Degrassi is the name of the school. Oh, okay. And it's the name of the street that the school is by. Oh, okay. So it, it's very accurate in that way that the actors come in and then leave the show. So just like high school, you yeah. come in and you leave. There's no like central character that lasts for like 18 seasons. There's right? some yeah. focal characters, focal. but they don't last that long. And okay. sometimes they do follow them in adulthood after, which oh, is really? pretty cool because you kind of see what where are they now kind yeah. of thing. 
But all the stories on them, they cover um, rape, teen pregnancy, drug use, alcohol abuse, dating. Do you uh, remember Dawson's Creek? Dawson's Creek, I do. That was that was a very like like controversial Another show one that was when like I was out. Adults <laughs> doing high school things. Like <laughs> they kind of look like adults. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like, they're <laughs> like I like uh, it was. I, I watched it because. But they were very sexy, like that. Yeah, they were sexualized. Yeah, I mean, who don't allow this show to? I know, like the the no wonder Epstein happened. Like you're all surprised. What's it called? Um, I think Pacey. Pacey Jackson. Yeah, was having an affair with one of the teachers. They like to do that, and they did that in Degrassi too. Oh yeah, they did, and at the end they had a what is that disclaimer kind of thing? Yeah, when they talk about relationships and appropriate relationships and how to go about it. When the teacher's trying to take advantage of a student. Yeah. yeah. So every episode that Degrassi had, they had like a disclaimers or someone I to see. contextualize yeah. what they saw on the show, especially when they did suicide or self-harm. Yeah. Shows like Dawson's Creek, you know, they went there, but for the rating, you mm-hmm. know, this, this show, Degrassi was made for the team. Like she literally made it for them. I I could totally see that because that yeah Dawson's Creek was made for the ratings. There's like yeah, all, everything was like sensational. Yeah, and like when you hear them talk, the guys from Dawson's Creek, I'm like, that's not how kids talk. You know what I mean? They use like these big words. What, you know what I mean? Like, the, I don't know what yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what sucks, dude? Like I'm, I was gonna watch Dawson's Creek again, and I wanted to watch it because I wanted to hear that song, but they didn't have the rights to that song, so, so they, they don't play it anymore. They use a different the- song. And it totally it's takes you away. It's not the same it's thing. It's not the same. It that takes you that out was of, yeah. why we watched the yeah. show. <laughs> you hear that song. Because I don't want to wait yeah. for our lives to be over. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I, after I saw that, I went through, like, all the seasons. Like, no, it just can't be that one. And it was yeah. it was that one. And How interesting. How yeah, funny. so they didn't, the studio didn't want to pay the pay rights. The right. So, they got some generic song and they slapped it in there. Like a... Yeah, it sucks, dude. Yeah, like with Prince. <laughs> like, you need that song. If you know, everybody would be pissed off if they didn't have that song in the beginning. <laughs> so we, the Grassi, what, what rating? Ten, ten, ten. nine. No, it's <laughs> less than Sabrina, where demons are. <laughs> no, I like a ten. Ten. Okay, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we're only gonna do the top seven jokes since we're doing um, since we're talking about high school students, students. I'm gonna do some juvenile jokes. In the spirit of that. <laughs> so, um, the jokes are, uh, that's what she said. Uh-huh. So, I wrote some, uh, that's the what she said. The high school students love those jokes. They, I yeah. love those jokes as well. Yeah. So, this is how it's going to play out. I'm going to do the setup, and then you're going to say, that's what she said. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, you get it, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to say it, and then you're going to say, that's what she said. Okay. All right. All right, all right, all right. Let's see if I got this in order. Number seven. <clears throat> uh, to repair cracked walls, make sure to fill any deep gaps with a lot of caulking. That's what she said. There you go. <laughs> say, say more, say, like punch it more, you know what I mean? Like Michael Scott. Yeah, yeah. That's what she said like that, you know what I mean? All right? All right, cool. Uh, so number six. Those are a lot of plump wieners on that hot grill. <laughs> That's what she said. There you go. <laughs> hey Okay, uh, number five. The party starts at five. You came early. That's what he said. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> we're gay. <laughs> I mean, I am. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, <clears throat> number four. I'm a little gay. <laughs> You're a little queer. Okay, uh, number four. I moved into a new place. Now I live off Comstock. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stock of cum. 
It was pretty funny. All right. Good, yeah. <laughs> I, I got that joke because my cousin live, lives off Comstock. Yeah, and that's how I remember. So figure figure yeah. the opportunity's there for the that's, joke. That's how the joke natural. works. <laughs> okay, uh, number three. My water gun is broken. Every time I pump it, it only squirts. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Mmm, this meatloaf is thick and juicy. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> All right, we made it to number one, man. All right, uh, <clears throat> number one. I ordered a foot long, but I got a six inch. <laughs> that's what they all said. <laughs> no, that's what I said. That's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah, always. Uh, anyways, so uh, thank, thanks everyone for watching today. Um, if uh, you guys want to produce a show like this, uh, please hit up my friend Emmanuel. Uh, his streaming service is uh, Street Great Live. production. Yeah, great way. production, man. Yeah. Like he's also clean. Light yeah. has me shining. <laughs> listening. It's warm in here, but it's okay. Uh, his uh, company is a live stream my event, and um, if uh, I think, <laughs> thanks for watching, man. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for uh, keeping you know, um, taking a little bit of time of your Saturday and watching us for like I think. Close to two hours, I think. Oh, it was fun. It was Thank fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah, I hope I don't get fired. No, you won't. <laughs> I think I'll get fired. <laughs> but, you gonna hear what I have to say about the district? Yeah. Ain't nothing but the truth. <laughs> Spill the tea. <laughs> but anyways, thanks, thanks, a, uh, thanks a lot, you guys. I hope to see you guys next Saturday, okay? Have a good one. Bye. Thank you. That was cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm sweating into the car. Do I?